in the industrial revolution of the 19th century, what humanity basically learned to produce was all kinds of stuff, like textiles and shoes and weapons and, and vehicles. And this was enough for very few countries that underwent the revolution fast enough to subjugate everybody else. What we're talking about now is like a second industrial revolution, but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons. The product this time will be humans themselves. We are basically learning to produce bodies and minds. Bodies and minds are going to be, the, I think, the two main products of the next wave of all these uh, uh, changes. And if there is a gap between those that know to produce bodies and minds and those that do not, then this is far greater than anything we saw before in, in history. And this time, if you're not part of the revolution fast enough, then you probably become, become extinct. Once you know how to produce bodies and brains and minds, so cheap labor in Africa or South Asia or wherever, it, it simply counts for nothing. Again, I think that the biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. I don't think we have an economic model to, for that. My best guess, which is just a guess, is that uh, food will not be a problem. Uh, with that kind of technology, you will be able to produce food for, to feed everybody. The problem is more uh, boredom and how, what to do with them, and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games.
Well, hello. <laughs> Good evening. Java, you look like you're like 10 times bigger than me. <laughs> Pull back a little, son. No, just kidding. Oh, wait. Let, me, let me hunker down. But then again, I also do have a glowing head today. Like, what is up with that, right? Like, let me tell you what. September 2022 will go down as the strangest month I have ever experienced in my lifetime, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for those of you who are keeping track of the strangest months of your lifetime, please do write in to the Sea Report and to Sea in the Dark and let us know which month that was for you and what year. <laughs> just kidding. Anyways, like... <laughs> I don't know. Things just keep getting weirder, it seems like. It does feel like, right? Like, now... We not only do we see in the dark, we glow in the dark. <laughs> Anyways, guys, welcome to another episode of See in the Dark. Uh, I am your host, Mr. C, and this is Java. That's it, what right? Up, everybody, yo, Java. You know, Java, you and the one named crowd, like the <laughs> single named crowd. <laughs> I always want to be like Java, Java. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, no. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, awesome. It's uh, better than share. I'm yeah, not like you know, it's a, you know. Well, hey, who doesn't like Java? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Anyways, but those uh, tea drinkers, they don't. The what now? Those tea drinkers. Oh, yeah, because they get their caffeine from tea, don't they, schnobs? <laughs> I'm like, eh, it doesn't do it for me. Does not do it for me. You can't take burned uh, coffee beans. Why not? <laughs> I know they'd well, rather have you know, burnt plant leaves, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, oil, oil leaves. <laughs> leaves. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, you know, speaking of which, I had a Jamaica beverage today. Have you ever had Jamaica Java? Yeah, isn't that um, hibiscus? It is hibiscus. Uh, so, like, whenever people are like, "What is what? What is uh? What is that?" I'm like, "Well, basically, it's like a drink made out of flower petals." <laughs> yeah, which is cool. You know, that's kind of cool. I mean, it tastes great. I didn't know what it was until I went to uh, Mexico. Um, I think it was like in 2003 or four, maybe. And like, but we went like with uh, some of my best friends. Well, well, one of my best friends, and then later on, who became his wife. So some of my best friends. And uh, yeah, like uh, we would go to the plaza down. It was in uh, Santa Ana Maya, Michoacan. Okay, so it's way down there by Guerrero on the Pacific side of the uh, of the elbow, you know, of Mexico. And uh, let me tell you what, you know um long about 2005 they're like it's kind of not safe to go to santana maya right now and santana maya is like this small little village town like in the rural mountain plains because it was like literally flatlands with mountains <laughs> But and then it was like a uh, it was like a five mile mile dirt road into the town, and there was nothing but dirt roads, right, and stuff like that. The roads are like. Mm -hmm. Interesting yep. enough, though, even though the cities, the, I mean, the town streets or you know whatever, um, were like like gravelly and dusty, and and it, it was dirt roads, and it just you know it, it looked third world on the outside. And some of those casas, they were quite nice inside. I was like, wow, you got nicer and class and taste. <laughs> Compared to what we see in the States these days, uh, it's all like, right. uh, yeah, it's, um, it is what it is anyway. So, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry, guys. I hope my head is not too distracting today. 
<laughs> I am not doing this on purpose. <laughs> I don't know what's causing it. I think maybe I moved my um, screen too far back. I bet you that's what it is. Because normally what you see is this nice, lovely, angelic, white, heavenly, sovereign glow is the, 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 um, is the quaint uh, pistachio green. <laughs> Now it's your um, like napalm. That's what you're missing right now, guys. You're missing the pistachio green, and you see my true form, conscious energy. Wow, sorry guys. Anyways, so <laughs> whatever and all, whatever we all got going on tonight, guys. We got an episode of See in the Dark, right? We're here this uh, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday Eve, Sunday Mern, right? We're uh, officially into the season that is known as the Fall, and oh. yeah, the Fall, right? And oh, it's not, only. Not was three days ago. Dang, really? You know, it's just been a very interesting September, you know? Mm. And if we're if we're talking about things like um, uh, uh, Mercury retrograde, this is probably one of the first ones where shit's happening, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, like, whether it's communication, whether it is a... Uh, uh, interpersonal communication or electronic communication you know it's just like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. whether it's like Wi-Fi signals going down or you know like just things getting jammed up it's happening right like the weirdest of things are going on right now and then and what also gets uh messed up are travel plans <laughs> not a good time to sign documents <laughs> Right? No, you know, that's exactly what they say about it. You know, there's this one guy that I know, well, I don't know personally, but like I'm familiar with through like their channel. Uh, I mean, not like a fan or uh, anyways, it doesn't matter. But the point is, uh, he talks about the retrograde sometimes Java. And he says, and, and you know, I mean, I think it's common sense, right? And I think you'll agree with me, Java, too, because I, I mean, that's what they say. Like, I mean, I oh, don't sign contracts, don't make new deals. In fact, use this time to reflect, right? Like, don't don't use this time to start a whole brand new publishing company, <laughs> or like, yeah, maybe right. even like, yeah. maybe even like, maybe even like creating something new. You know, like maybe during a retrograde, instead of making a new painting or making a new uh, poem or song or whatever, you should maybe try and uh, maybe you should pop open the 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 hold lines or the hold you know the, the stuff that you put on the back burner just in case like you know maybe it's like a riff right or two that you could do something with or you should reflect on that guys and build it up because that is how you combat a retrograde you combat it by building up things in the past that were not present in the future <laughs> so probably the best way i can say it you know i mean that's the best way i could sum it up when i think about uh the because the, there is there is a, a a group of thought that says during retrograde is when you take the time to reflect so this way you learn yep. and, and that's what it happens because you're looking back you know so to speak as far as communications as far as business dealings as far as dreams goals desires and all that stuff and i don't even believe in astrology you know i was one of those typical like teenage you know uh millennials i because you know you guys might be surprised to know but i actually am a millennial <laughs> but like but but like but like a month you know like it's like one month later it was no longer millennial <laughs> or it wasn't millennial anyways it was millennial I don't know, but uh, I, I generally don't. But, you know, in high school Java, I was like that. I was like, oh, Pisces are like this. And, oh, you know, but it was, you know. I mean, it it's hard because some of those things, you know, have been analyzed over time. And mm -hmm. they're pretty much a, 
like a generalization. There's nobody that's exactly like any of that stuff. And I don't yeah. know. I know some people. I know this one kid who uh, <laughs> lives and breathes it. Like studies every single little tiny micro facet of it. Where like I knew someone that would not is have- in is uh in a triune with this one and that one and all oh, this stuff. That's way like, like, I'm like well. I want to say complicated, but deep. I don't know. That's that's dedication. It's. I think it's a distraction for him. Like, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, life is fluid. Life is flexible. Yeah, exactly. You can't plan out your whole week based exactly. on where one thing millions of like far away is the way that that kind of reflects with another. There's no way. Label a, a a an astrological personality on an entire group of people. That were born exactly. in that month. There's no way it's ridiculous. Their, you have to think about their stars, their sun rising and their sun dipping and their moon and their skinny dipping and their you I'm, know the one thing I will say about it though. Um I'm a Virgo, whiskey blue. I just turned oh, I'm not gonna tell you what I turned. It was just my birthday. A week ago. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me I'm a week older, Java. No, just kidding. <laughs> I just try and live in the moment. But uh right. the one thing I will say about this that whole thing is that um it's possible that it was based off of um electromagnetics the base core of a planet you know will uh emit a base resonant frequency like an electromagnetic wave mm-hmm. and those electromagnetic waves from uh, the different planets do affect um the earth's electromagnetics same with the um coronal mass ejection from the sun right right and so you know, like you know if a planet's electromagnetics are affecting the earth's electromagnetics of course it's going to have an effect on us because we're physically built out of stuff that was here you know? Exactly. And, you know, when you talk about things like energy and frequency and vibrational energy and stuff like that, we're all that. So if you're going to have like this big burst of energy coming, like we were talking about last night as well, right? You know, Mm -hmm. like um, that's what we're talking about, guys. We're talking about, I think what you're saying and and what you were describing, Java, is like because of these... um, uh, like energies that are being emitted right and they change right uh that's what affects uh everyone but we feel it on an energetic level, but we right. don't realize it so we end up emoting it or displaying it in some kind of physical quality no matter what that might be sometimes your head just comes out white and and holographic like the moon behind java right i feel like we have identical backgrounds but my moon is the head my, my head is the moon <laughs> <laughs> Well, yours is almost too Java because it's I like, know. The moon, like yeah, the moon like like yeah, it, like uh, it silver lines your skull, sir. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> my so life, yeah, the, those waves hit us on a in a physical way. Mm-hmm. It was like an actual physical thing, but you know, a lot of our uh, some I've said like mm-hmm. our thoughts and emotions mm-hmm. and whatnot operate on a um. With the electromagnetics, and so that kind of uh, mm-hmm. affect, uh, can affect us in those ways. There is so much Java. 
Like, why aren't they teaching people stuff about that in school, right? Like, about how our energetic bodies interact with the energetic universe. And when other intergalactic or even present bodies have some kind of energetic outburst, everyone feels it and it hurts, right? You know, so... That's exactly yep. what I'm saying. It doesn't always hurt, though. Sometimes it's a very good teaching experience. Exactly what we were talking about last night when we were talking about uh, that uh, uh, burst of energy that's going to be coming from the galactic center of our galaxy. Wait, that was really redundant. Anyways, I, <laughs> <laughs> I meant the black hole center of our galactic galaxy. <laughs> center of our galaxy, guys. Galactic center. Okay. The galactic center. Thank you. Thank you, Java. Because I'm like the galactic center of our galaxy. <laughs> I mean, it's, and it's a regular cycle. That's the galaxy part. would have a galactic center. Did you know that, Java? <laughs> it would. It would. It would. Anyhow, so, um, that, you know, and like when, when we ended on that conversation, I was like, we could say so much more. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it is a, it is a quite the subject. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, and like we could even go into it right now. Okay, Java, real quick, we're going to jump into chat because it's blowing up at the moment. No we are live no. on multiple platforms. We are live over at the Foxhole app, uh, pill.net, Trovo, Twitch, Clout Hub, Rumble, and Odyssey. And uh, if you're joining us live right now in this moment, thanks for being here. This is See in the Dark, which is a late night talk show with, uh, we talk about a lot of things, but most of it is relative to your life. And I guess, you know, you could kind of consider this like, a, I don't know, maybe like a um, societal commentary type of a show within a certain parameters of um, topics. <laughs> Can we be any more general than that, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, we can get way more general, can't we, Java? <laughs> oh, yeah. We can. We can. Like those generic muscles. Exactly. That cramp up on you at the worst of moments. Um, and then uh, let's see what we got going on over at the foxhole. Java, Java is in. Oh, hey, Java, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. C here is too. Uh, we also got Whiskey Blue in the house. Whiskey Blue, what's up? He's uh, Whiskey Blue's been one of the uh, one of the uh, eldest of um, offenders over at Mister CTV. So has the Speak Uneasy, mm -hmm. right, Mister the Speak Uneasy? What's going on, brother? Good to see you in the audience. I need to pause the chat because you guys are talking too much. Thank you for the cookie, Whiskey Blue. <laughs> Appreciate you, sir. And uh, Fringe Dweller is here. In case you guys were not aware, Fringe Drilla would like you to know that Scorpio is coming up. Oh yeah, I am. I am a Scorpio. November, right? November. Mm -hmm. I'm. I'm Scorpio. Remember, remember the Scorpio of November. Scorpio. I'm. A, I'm near the end of Scorpio. I'm on the nineteenth. You're November. a Capricorn. No, I'm no, a Sagittarius. I'm Scorpio. Oh, you're at the end of Scorpio. I thought you were saying I'm at the end of Scorpio, Sagittarius. <laughs> Am I near the? I'm the at the cusp. I'm on the night. You're a cusp. Another friggin' cut. No, just kidding. <laughs> Cusps used to run rampant in my life back in high school when I was monitoring all these things. <laughs> <laughs> 
but no, like my my ex was a cusp in high school, and his best my best well, one of my friends was a uh, a cusp, and his best friend, and and there was another one that was a oh well, why do I know these cusp here? Like, can't you guys make up who you are? No, anyways, kidding. I am just oh, I'm I definitely have... Scorpio, that's for sure. Oh, are you? Are you the house of sex and death, Java? <laughs> I know. Okay, we got Bad Shark TV over at Twitch, and they're wondering what this show is about. And we're over here uh, giggling like schoolgirls about astrology. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, you know we what? Job, I'm gonna be like Jim Morrison right now. I'm gonna be like Jim Morrison right now. I'm gonna be like, well, I don't believe in that bullshit. <laughs> and then the girl in the audience is gonna be like, I don't either. <laughs> After she was all, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> go watch. Go watch Texas Roadhouse. Uh, Texas Roadhouse. Uh, I can't remember the, the rest of the title of that song, but that is, uh, no, 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 Ro Roadhouse Blues by The Doors. I'm going to put the song on right now. I don't care if Twitch is going to mute it. <laughs> Anyways, and then you'll see exactly what I just described to you, but some of you like Whiskey Blue might know. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, sorry guys, sorry guys. So let's get back on topic. So, uh, Bad Shark TV, in answer to your question, we are a late night talk show on many a variety of topics that, generally speaking, are retained within one segment of society. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, Java? <laughs> but yeah. the point of us being here doing that is to uh, expand that limited quadrant of this information in that segment of society to beyond. The many regions and districts of society. <laughs> yeah, and this one that we've been going over. Um, Dude, tell them, Java. Is the more we go over parts of it, the more we're Dude. unraveling, and it's really freaking wild. We're, it, um, it, to answer your question, we're talking tonight um, about transhumanism, tonight, democracy. Mm hmm. And, and uh, all I'm going to this because, like, the United Nations, World Economic Forum are involved. Now even our own government is involved. Mm -hmm. And there's, it's, it's basically, if you are new to transhumanism, um, it is basically part of the mechanisms that um, globalists have been designing and using mm -hmm. uh, to fulfill their vision of how they want the planet to be because they've been studying how to uh, the genetic level of um, plants and and animals and all that they've been breaking it down and manipulating it and messing with it for decades right it's because they want to control every facet of evolution see mm -hmm. They have gotten rid of the spiritual side of things, and they are they want to be God. Um, that guy we showed at the beginning of the Harari, which at the beginning of the show, is definitely wants to be God. He was even talking about creating creating people, and uh, there was Wait, a big man. step with it. May, may I interject a point or a, um, a comment at this point, Java? Um, it's interesting to me when, when you say it like that, because I think about, um, you know, the other cultures of society, like think about like spirituality and like new age, right? And through a lot of new age teachings, 
and I know this because I'm vi- I've done a lot of study into like, you know, outside of religion into like spirituality and you know, for me that moment was uh, a clarified at least personally speaking like many years before I began to realize how all of this also interplayed into our society and then how that reached down into our government and into our lives. Right. And then that became the awakening for what they're doing in America, you know, but it started with the spiritual aspects of it, you know, and um, the whole thing about uh, it's uh, the whole thing is the energy and the feeling and stuff like that, guys. So Anyhow, Java. <laughs> Anyhow, um, well, yeah, it, it's all intertwined. The whole mm-hmm. this battle is like a, is a spiritual battle, mm-hmm. and, and 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 it reaches from that that whole spiritual and for them it's like more of a religious, you know, concept. I mean, because how can you say? Well, I don't know. Can I can I qualify this statement, Java? You know, I like being able to bounce off questions uh, from people. Uh, as particularly, you know, I know, you know, I, I know we see a lot of things kind of like in the same kind of light, you know, and like, but can, um, can we, and then just the question left my mind. Oh my goodness. I should have written it down. Java quickly say the last thing that you said. So it <laughs> is a spiritual battle. It is a spiritual battle. War is going on on many different levels. Right. And it's about and, our mind. Mm-hmm. And it, it um it, it comes on uh, it comes on many levels and like I said it reaches down into our society into our government into our and then eventually down into our lives right uh, but spiritual battle and then it just it um personifies I guess would that be a good way of saying it Java like it, it yeah. into uh, into yeah, society and, yeah and, into reality and, and life like and stuff like that with uh the world economic forum and stuff and their motives and things, you know, it's very interesting to see how a lot of these people, you know, um, follow these paths and these beliefs. And for me, Java, the thing is about, is that like, we don't really know about it, you know? Um, and that's why bad shark TV at Twitch. We're here tonight specifically talking about transhumanism, which is generally relegated to a very small subsector of society. (laughs) And we hope to expand on that. The good news Java is that a lot of people are talking about transhumanism right now. Like I would like in like lurking for content and videos and points of views and stuff. What I'm finding is that instead of finding like aged or, you know, you know, um, how would you say that uh, uh, matured types of articles and videos on the topic of transhumanism? What I'm finding is there's a lot of new content. I think that it's the group, you know, the group think on, you know, the way that people, their, our community is. And I'm uh, glad for it. You know, even if some of these people's titles are like transhumanism one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's good, though, you know, like we'll talk about like um, last week um, I was talking to uh, the audience in regards to transhumanism about um, Peter Thiel uh, specifically and then also um, the transhumanist party as well. 
So like uh, for tonight, as we're talking about, um, the, you know, the transhumanist type and, you know, we're, we're digging into the people now, guys, you know, Java has his own kind of like quadrant of where he is going to be exhuming this information about who, what, where, when with the transhumanist type of movement. And then on my part, well, I'm sorry, guys, you know, I'm going to go after the rhinos. Okay. So, uh, well, Peter Thiel, you guys know, if you remember, we were talking about it last week and all of his kind of things going on so we're gonna expand on that tonight because like i said java everyone is talking about transhumanism right now everyone and uh that is a good thing though that's yep. a good thing because i was talking about technocracy though exactly yeah <laughs> indeed java indeed um <clears throat> that's um, the other that's the twin mm -hmm. you can't have transhumanism without technocracy yeah, we're really talking about the technocracy part, and that's like the the meat and potatoes of it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was kind of trying to like, how would we quantify that? Like the technocracy to the the whole movement itself would be like what? Like the uh, would it be more like the spirituality, the belief, the core? And it's the like core and the and the modus operandi. It's where they. It's like where all um, policy policy is being created on a global level. Uh huh. Through the tech, through technocratic methods. Indeed, it is. You know, and, and uh, yeah, so that's the core right there. And then I guess so transhumanism would be like it in function, I guess, like mm -hmm. in like in um, material. You know what I mean? Like, and, well, transhuman. That's it's the physical part. Exactly um, right. Mm -hmm. The technocracy is the um, the belief, like the idea, the the mode, the ideology, and the technique. Tra the transhumanism is the physical like biotech and stuff manipulating um genetic material because they want to control human evolution through putting machines in to the body exactly the body and the machines exactly and, and if you think about that uh that vita more woman from uh scottsdale arizona and her her uh husband's company and in addition to Thiel and the transhumanist party, because we're going to talk about that Zoltan Ichtan. Actually, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to show you guys a video a little bit later on about Zoltan Ichtan. I showed you guys one last week, but tonight I'm going to show you a video where he talks about the transhumanist futurist predictions, right? So this is what this guy believes. And uh, it's so weird, Java. But um, also, oh, there was one other thing. And it, it's lost me today. Guys, I had a long day. So anyways, <laughs> you'll forgive me. My head is glowing. Okay. Anyway. So. And then, and then we're also tonight, everyone going to talk about, I've got some information about the world economic forum mm -hmm. and the United Nations oh. and Brzezinski and Klaus Schwab and excellent. You know, who are going to add that, name, that list of names, Java? We're going to add to that list of names, Jared Kushner. Ah, so really? well, there you go. You know, so we'll have we'll have the usual cast of villains, in addition to some rhinos. Or well, you know what? Let me be fair, guys. Are they rhinos or are they just transhumanists? You decide tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on See in the Dark. <laughs> Anyways, I don't even know where to begin, Java. <laughs> well, let, let, wait, wait. I had to, I had to take this moment real quick 
because Tawanda is here and uh, casual GG17, God bless, I love you. Tawanda! You know, I think that when I hear the name Tawanda, the first thing I think of is Kathy Bates and Fried Green Tomatoes. But we're not here to talk about movies, Hollywood, which is mostly sinful traitors. Uh, we're here to talk about transhumanism. Thanks for joining us tonight, Tawanda. Tawanda says, because they had to have a generation that drank fluoride water and toothpaste to kill the pineal gland. I think I know who this Tawanda person is. Okay, this, this Tawanda person is the kind of person that would back into a car 10 times because her insurance was better than someone else's. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Anyways, um, okay. And then uh, Java done his homework, says Whiskey Blue. And uh, Whiskey Blue says, Mr. C, did I miss the Wexner deep dive? No, sir, you have not. In fact, Whiskey Blue, and I have to thank you, Whiskey Blue, Java, because like uh, when I did the, the, the Wes, uh, the Wes Lexner, when I did the Les Wexner, uh, um, it was a series. It was like four episodes of Sea in the Dark, long about episode 52 to 56 or 51 to 50. I don't know. Anyways, four or five. Anyway, somewhere in there doing uh, the Les Wexner story. Um, that was almost like, what's the word? Premonitory? I don't know. There's some P, P word that has to do with like providence. That was almost Providence whiskey because Les Wexner and Ohio about to get bust open. Huh. So thank you for that because all trafficking roads run through Ohio. I mean, I mean, they would run through any state, but I think there's a specific town. I don't remember what it was. It might have been Toledo, but I don't want to name it and look like a fool. So I'll just say Ohio and look like a fool because all roads run through Ohio. Anyway, so like. <laughs> That's just me being super literalist with myself, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Anyhow, um, thank you for that, Whiskey Blue. So, no, yeah, we're going we're gonna to take another look at Les Wexner soon. It'll most likely have to deal with the current Secretary of Snakes, Frank LaRose, and, and the money that he's accepted from Wexner, etc., etc. Okay, so now back to transhuman. Tawanda says... The mats made me promise not to do that when I changed my name. Ah, oh, I wonder who Tawanda is. <laughs> the mats made Tawanda promise not to back her car into someone else's car 10 times because her insurance is better. <laughs> or stand in the doorway uh, naked, wrapped in uh, plastic saran wrap. <laughs> like Schwab? I don't, uh, yeah, well, you know, you, you have to know. <laughs> You have to know fried green. Fried green tomatoes. Anyways, Java, bail me out. Okay, where are we? <laughs> I'm going right, off. What we're going to do is we're going to talk. We're going to go into some field stuff and um, that party, the political party, a transhumanist political party. Can you believe it? That's yes. how blazing they've gotten now. Mm hmm. I mean, I never even heard about this, and he ran against Trump in 2020. <laughs> you know, he ran against Trump in 2020, and he ran as a libertarian. Well, that's why, because in 2016, he was a libertarian, I think, the, 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 the character. His name is Ichvan Soldan. Jessica, or Soldan Ichvan. Sorry, I said it, I said it backwards the first time, too. Anyways, you're, you're going to get to hear from his... He was mouth. a libertarian and then ran... Or he ran as a libertarian, but he was a transhumanist. 
no, no, he is, yeah, and he ran as libertarian to have a better odd at getting into because they ever because you'll oh wait it's not in this interview but like in another one he was like yeah in 2016 we knew we were not going to get it at all and then a lot of the people in the transhumanist party Java uh, they talk about how they will probably see a transhumanist president long about 2050 something. That's what they're projecting. And uh, Ichtvan Soltan said, I mean, sorry, Soltan Ichtvan. Soltan! Just like Soltan uh, in uh, Kazakhstan, right? Anyhow, Soltan means like, uh, what is it like? Anyways, it's the matter. I don't want to get off track. Okay, so uh, Zoltan Ichtvan. Okay, so he's talked about that and he's talked about um, how you have to, when and whenever any kind of political party Bear in mind, guys, bear on the light on my head. I am now, especially after my recent researches, readings and studies and opinions on certain forefathers and other individuals I respect their political opinion on, am in no way supportive of any political party. But I will support the Republican Party because President Trump is the president. <laughs> but anyways, you see what we end up here with? We end up with a transhumanist party, okay? We end up with what? A communist party. And it's okay that they kill people because they're communists. You know, it's their, it's the way they govern, right? You know, and it's okay that you, whatever they do. Anyways, but um, he says that whenever a political party starts, you have to understand that you're never going to get any amount of stature or clout within like the first X amount of years. You have to look forward and make certain calculated, um, you know, adjustments, risk, et cetera. And in that regard, you can kind of, so that's where they're like, you know, long about the 2050s or so, we'll probably have our first transhumanist president. I am hoping Java that the transhumanists will go the way of the transcendentalists and, you know, the way of the existentialists. And it will be, um, it will be a, a, um, a form of thought and theory, and it'll be something that we can philosophize on. And they can even have it in their science labs. I don't care. Go and have Transhuman Science Incorporated. But don't freaking bring it into politics and make policy based on your damn experiments and your little, you know, because show me a, um, a show me a regenerated body, please. You know, can I speak to one who's been, what is the word whenever they, they regenerate them? I guess it's regenerate, but there's another word for it. I'm sure it is another word. There was a movie where they like would re something them and it was a horror film series. And it was the same series that they talked about in American Beauty. Do you remember? I don't remember. Anyways, so. Um, I try to avoid a lot of those horror uh, movies. I, I came from a Jehovah's Witness family. I saw nothing R-rated until I was like 12, 13, 14, 15. And even then it was like nothing. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I I led a very sheltered life, Java. Anyways, but I mean, I, I didn't think it was sheltered at the time. But I mean, I don't regret it because I was in scarred by Freddy and by fucking Chucky. And <laughs> I missed out on uh, getting horny as a teenager because I wasn't watching horror flicks in the 80s, you know, like and, and impregnating a woman, right? Whether I was gay or not. Anyways, that's not the point, guys. We're not here to talk about Mr. C's personal history. We're here to talk about, well, you know, I guess we should just start with the Transcendentalist Party, right? Since we're talking about him. So um, let's get, well, okay. So I had some nerds here on that just to keep myself. Did I have notes? 
Oh, well, no, I guess not. I had, um, <laughs> I have some notes on Thiel and Kushner. Okay. Three by five. What do you think about Kushner while, um, while I'm searching for mm. my, my thoughts here? Mm. I don't let's, know. Let's kind of, kind I'm of not 100% sold on his uh, intentions. I, I, I don't know. I just There's so many you know, different views on him. Like, okay, let's let's forget the views, Java. Let's forget the views. But if I were to say Kushner screams Zionist to me, is there documented proof that that is what he is? That's a good question. That's I'm what not... I wonder because that's what I've heard. I've heard he is a Zionist, you know, and uh, stuff like that. And that's that is that influence or that is that in the Trump sphere. And I'm not saying he's a bad guy, and I'm not saying that he's done anything bad, but I'm saying he might be requested to by someone at some point, or I don't we know. Should look, we should look up uh, what boards boards he is on. Mm -hmm. That usually can tell, like... Uh, where... He has the most particular voice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Luke. But the boards will show... You can, who, you can see who funds him that way and stuff, or who whose policies he has to... You know, advocate. Yeah, otherwise like that Hariri guy, like that Hariri guy, for example. Oh, do tell Java, do tell. He teaches. He teaches at a um, I believe it's called Hebrew University in um Jerusalem. Wow. So yeah, you know, or if not history, and and so he does that, but then he also like somehow he's. Elevated to such a high level of the world economic forum. It's strange. Hmm. I think that's because he, I think that's because he models, um, um, uh, cloud, uh, uh, Schwab's, Klaus Schwab's, uh, little like lace banana hammock beachwear <laughs> for him. <laughs> and he's like, I, Klaus is like, I will not know if it looks good on me until I see if it looks good on you. <laughs> yeah. And if it looks good on Harari, you know Klaus gonna be strutting that uh, banana hammock lace on the beaches of uh, wherever the hell. I think I'm lives. still scarred from that image. <laughs> on the beaches of hell. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, guys. So yes, transhumanist party. I found what I was looking for. Do not reference YouTube. I mean, uh, uh, YouTube, please. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I just I don't like them. Do you like YouTube? YouTube. Um, for music. You, you know, you come from their age, so you know. <laughs> oh, you too. You too. You know. Oh, I thought you, said, I thought you said YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did, but you know, it's Saturday, Sunday. You, uh, nah, I'm not real. That bass player plays with a pick. I love it, guys. That's how you know. Java's a true bassist. <laughs> I did play it with a pick, and then I started to use my thumbs and my fingers, and it got a little calloused, but, you know, some of them I just needed that sharp strike because I was no longer using my guitar to make the sounds. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. I, I'm just, I, I, I just, I do not use picks. <laughs> some people use it for a certain, get a certain tone. A lot of people that play bass that use picks do that because they first played guitar and they got put on ah, bass. Like 
that's the connect. They're always like the second guitarist and that gets yeah. kicked over the bass. Like, You're gonna be playing bass. What? And they play it like a guitar. That's that's why a lot of people but anyway, I digress. I know, right? We digress much. Okay, so uh let me I'm gonna just I showed this to you guys last week, and uh this was the transhumanist party website. Okay. Join a growing movement. Now, you'll notice interesting enough. Oh, wait, that's not it. Okay, where is that? That one? No. Oh, well, there is a uh, California. Obviously, there's a California transhumanist party. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. And uh, in fact, I think uh, the uh, chairman, I think he is the uh, president of the actual transhumanist yeah, yeah. Newton Lee, chairman of California Transhumanist Party, is the educate. Oh, he's the education and media advisor to the United States Transhumanist Party. Yeah, I don't think we see anything. I think you need to share it with us. We don't see it. Why don't y'all see it? It's on the screen. If if you see it on my screen, then you see it. On I don't see it on anybody's screen. Wow. I, I, I checked around. I there are some funny things going on. You know, Java, that my phone keeps shutting off every five minutes and restarting. Really? Like, I was in the middle of texting you and it restarted. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to email him. <laughs> I was like, anyways, sorry. It's just a bunch of weird stuff going on. I'm just saying. I am just saying. Electromagnetic. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let me try and fix this, guys. Um, I notice on my. Uh, oh, there screen. we go. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. I just had to plug it in a little bit deeper. You know, it was like not just. Anyways. Uh, so uh, this is um, from the website to the Transhumanist Party. Uh, and this is actually the California one, guys. I was just reading to you all before. Our lives were saved, basically. Thank you, Whiskey Blue. It's a black screen. We're aware of that now. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because there's a, there, it just popped on. Are you happy? In 20 seconds, you will hear that. Okay. And and in 20 seconds, it'll be 20 seconds in the past. Okay. Anyways. All right. So California Transhumanist Party. Uh, the chair of that state's party is the president of the media advisor. Now, this is a thing, Java, when we're talking about all these people in the Transhumanist Party. I've never heard of any of these people. And some of them sound like they're not even from here. A lot of them sound like they're from, like, the Alps. You know? <laughs> like Anissa Lee. No, just kidding. This guy looks like he wants to be George Takai. Uh-huh. Greg Faye. That guy, that guy looks like uh, Pedro, right? Like. <laughs> brother the brother what's his brother's name anyways um yeah so you know all these people there's no one of note unless you know like a company a school a business that they are associated with in their bi biographies and usually that's how you find them you know uh, i wouldn't doubt that some of these people used to work for the um uh, not work for but um were part of like mate no no they wouldn't have been part of that never mind they could have been, but they probably wouldn't have been. Because it, depend, it depends on their platforms and it depends on their planks, guys. Um, and you might be asking yourself, as we because we didn't even get into this last week, about what the planks of the transhumanist party are. But you will notice when you get to their platform. What? 
This was not here before I went on the air. <laughs> what the hell? Oh my God. Why would I set this article up like this if I thought it didn't exist? <laughs> they try to play on people's um, emotive side with key phrases. Mm -hmm. oh, like always one like yeah, because like, um, for example, sustainable development. That phrase it, it rings all the alarm bells because that's where the technocrats, the transhumanists, they came up with that at the um a, Agenda Twenty One meeting in Rio de Janeiro in 1993. Mm -hmm. They came up with that whole sustainable development, mm -hmm. and that's also where bio. Um, biotechnology was born because they concurrently had a biotechnology conference in the same place as the Agenda 21 conference all at the same time. That's crazy. I remember you were um, uh, telling us about that. And mm -hmm. that's what I was going to say is like the, these points are things that people don't often know, you know, like who, like you said, who the people are, you know, where, where they play in the, the grand scheme of things and what their part with their role uh what its purpose is you know picking um, out key phrases like that like we'll probably find some more on that and the transhumanist party uh thing that you're about to read yeah, key phrases like this sustainable development mm -hmm. biodiversity when you see terms like that you totally know it's this group and it's a globalist group mm -hmm. And it's something that people need to recognize, importantly, because, as I'll show you guys in a little bit also, we have all these people stepping up to the plate who are saying all the right things and making us feel really good about ourselves inside because our team is winning. Well, that's what happens when you have damn political parties. You feel good about the team winning and you forget the fact that you're losing your country. Anyways, so you'll see that we have some of these people who are using these, you know, that's why I said like, I've read so many different um, viewpoints from these people that are right on par with things that we believe in, you know, or things that we are, um, that we are, that we agree with, you know, uh, like there was this one that I thought was going to be like totally against what I thought it was going to be. It was about education, right? And it was talking about um, how education in the future, um, it, you know, it needs to be more funded in certain areas, but then they said, of course, though, how I mean, after all of this global speak, they're like, but of course, though, however, the most important thing is that um, the child or the children get the money, et cetera, et cetera. Like the whole, you know, the exactly what, you know, the uh, conservative and the America first, the Republicans are going for right now with, uh, you know, school choice. In. And so it's the right thing to say after they're like, but we need to add, you know, you know, funding to whatever strange things that they want to do. Um the keywords and the key phrases will always be telltale, especially when you're approaching something new or something different that you're not particularly uh, familiar with, or if you don't know how to read it, because you've never heard of damn Zee Ween Ling, you know, or whatever the heck his name was. Like, you've never heard of these people. Like, I can't say, like, this is someone from, like, the... Um, establishment class, or I can't say this is a neocon. I can't say this is Victoria Newland, you know, so we can look her up. The people I never heard of, you know, there are not enough hours in the day, but I will find them to read every single one of those biographies and maybe look up all of the companies and schools that they're associated with, because that's the only way we will be able to determine where they come from 
if they're not using the key phrases because some of them will say that they'll say the you know the development or whatever and all that stuff and uh you know so we have to be able to latch on to that and we have to be able to take that moment and put it into like a limbo kind of phase and not be so married on the fact that x y or z is x y or z because everyone believes that you know but the facts tell us based on a timeline of history and you know uh points of interest with people things or places of interest you know that there could be another story here and then as uh with symbolism being their exposure and downfall so too will key schools key phrases. That's how we track down who the establishment international articles are here at Mr. CTV. If they're saying right-wing extremists and if they're saying, you know, uh, right-wing, uh, you know, violence, uh, you know, far-right, you know, okay, it's establishment, right? I mean, we know there are more establishment in the, wor in the world at large than anything else, but we are degrassing again. So... <laughs> You got a point, Java. But they they play they they also use stuff like saving the planet and um, climate change. Climate change is the new one. Climate change is the new one, but yeah. Oh, Sorry, it's a new one since 1963. No, just I kidding. know. <laughs> well, no, they call it something different. Though. I don't know something in there. You know, there was global the the world's gonna freeze. Mm -hmm. Then there's we're gonna hit peak oil. Then there's the world's gonna heat up. And the pandas are gonna throw it away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ice caps are melting, and then now they use the client. It's all the same, but it all came out of that uh, um, Agenda Twenty One meeting where they came up with all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was like, big. It's the same um, cast of characters. It is, and the, the, the things that we call we call the um, administrative state. Mm -hmm. unelected officials that ah. regulations and policies are they like the fifth column that's the um how the technocrats operate all this on a global scale well hmm. you know what that's an exact mirror of right you know it's an exact mirror of the shadow government you know they have hired I mean, contractors they hire contractors to do their work and then like the 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 entry level administrative work is done by people that you see in the offices in Washington DC but everyone else is contractors and that's why they don't give a damn about whether or not they are uh, violating our um, constitution they don't give a damn about whether or not they are destroying our country because they're making money they're being hired by these uh the well i mean they, they are mostly all transhumanist anyways including musk and thiel anyways you yeah. know you know guys i just we're not going to talk about political parties even though we're talking about the united states transhumanist political parties so. yeah hey, let's uh, want to read that uh yeah, let's take a look at it. So now that the platforms are posted, I'm telling you guys, when I was prepping this show, this link was broken because I was looking for the planks or the platforms. I didn't want their values. I already know what that is. They want to live forever, right? I wanted to know their platform and it was not their Java. I swear to you all. I know you guys, you, you guys have every reason to have reasonable doubt, but I'm telling you, okay, <laughs> it was not there. So the, uh, here is the platform of the United States Transhumanist Party, 
content from Article 4, or sorry, Article 6, pardon me, of the United States uh, Transhumanist Party Constitution organized by subject matter. Okay. Um, note all sections of the U.S. Transhumanist Party platform listed here are exactly the same as voted upon and adopted by the members during the U.S. Transhumanist Party's sections and oh wait uh parties platform votes the only difference between this version and the sequential list of platform sections in article four of the united states transhumanist party constitution is that the sections in this version are organized by topic okay so let's see what those topics are uh technology advocacy uh <laughs> Civil liberties, individual freedoms, uh, rights, and well-being of sentient entities. Um, <laughs> we, should we should probably look at that one. That one sounds kind of funny, right? <laughs> um, and they're trying to include AI in that, I bet. Yeah, or trans, anyways. Trans anything, guys. They're already transhumanists. The trans is in their names. What do you think? Anyways. <laughs> Addressing existential risks. What do you think a transhumanist considers an existential risk since they live forever? Uh, uh, everybody that's against <laughs> the model. Wait, what? Say it again, Java. Everybody, all of us, everyone against their model of being <laughs> is an oh, existential threat. Against the Georgia Guidestones, right? Yep. Dang. Okay, guys. All right. So, uh, addressing those existential risks, I bet you they, uh, I bet you they outline it exactly the way that the WHO outlines their uh, bureaucratic uh, spit papers. Uh, rationality and education. Oh, we're starting with those keywords. <laughs> they don't want to just talk to you about education. They want to talk to you about rationality and what are they going to call rationality? I wonder. So I think right now we'll take a look at um, what was it. Rights and well-beings of sentient entities, and yep. uh, and this one for sure, rationality and education. Let's and see for sure that um, also that technological solutions to social issues. Oh Lord! I mean, then, unless unless it's a uh, unless it's a um, uh, what are those things called again? Unless it's a tablet in every home, I don't want to hear about it. Okay, so <laughs> that should be the technological solution. What the hell? You anyway. have Harvey, Harvey it, the advanced ai no uh, yeah not that not that yeah. with, with virtual gonna, reality goggles you're gonna have a oh. harvey in every home <laughs> come on kids put on your goggles and learn from your oh, virtual global master very <laughs> <laughs> it's very how like how on the edge that potentiality is it is very potential. <laughs> Whiskey Blue says Transformers. Yep. Yeah, you know, you could call the transgenders Transformers also. They are uh, opposite genders in disguise. Uh, anyways, okay, so someone else made a transgender joke. I mean, a transgender, everyone makes transgender jokes. Someone else made a Transformer joke, and it was something like that. And I was like, aha. Anyways, okay, was it you? It wasn't you. Did it involve Optimus Prime in a tutu? No, that was your four minutes and 20 seconds episode because I remember it. <laughs> Am I right or am I wrong? Anyways. I, know, I just made that up. But... No, you had Optimus Prime in one of your episodes. I swear you did. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe, I was, yeah. maybe I'm just thinking of the robot character voice. <laughs> Anyways.
<laughs> we had a blast on your show, Java. I'm just saying on Thursday. So <laughs> if anyone who's here was not present on Thursday's episode of uh, the pressure valve, pressure valve, the pressure valve, it was the pilot. I recommend you go back and see it and stay tuned. Look for updates on the next coming episode. I think we're going to go back. Probably this week sometime. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Thursday again or whatever. But uh... Sounds like that could be a good time. Awesome. Okay, guys. So, okay. So let's do, uh, let's do, actually, I really want to start with the rationality and education. I'm really curious if that is like CRT or what are they calling it now? SCL or SLC or something like that. <laughs> I can't remember. They 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 named it something else. It's like uh, no no no. It's emotional. It's emotional learning education or something like that. I don't know. It's emotion. The word emotional is in it. Of you course, can only, it is. you can only expect to have a generation of crybabies with a program like that. Anyways. You can only melt down if you are emotively driven. <laughs> exactly. So. Are they rational? Are they educated? Well, in the world of the transhumanists, they will be. Okay, so according to their standards. Uh, it says here that Section 7 adopted by a vote of the members during February 16th through the 22nd, 2017. The United States Transhumanist Party strongly supports and emphasizes all values and organized efforts related to the cultivation of science, reason, intelligence, and rational thinking. Oh, they believe in science. The United States Transhumanist Party places no reliance upon any and or all sources of information that cannot stand up to rational scrutiny. Mm -hmm. Now, did I talk about how the transhumanists felt about COVID? Maybe we should look at that because this statement will mean nothing if they were for it. <laughs> <laughs> The United States Transhumanist Party places no reliance. They're like, we don't, we, we, they just went along with it because they were going to live forever anyways. The so, United States, they're like, um, we're just going to transfer our body. So that whole part you just read about um, the rational scrutiny and all that, um, this, the root of this goes back to their movement back in the late 1700s. Mm -hmm. um, Henry de Saint-Simon from France. I could be mispronouncing his last name. Mm -hmm. Simone. S-I-M-O-N. And um, his Simone, whole thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> his whole thing, like that he he basically was considered the father of transhumanism wow, and of, the father of technocracy. Um, and his whole thing was that, like a, getting rid of anything else that's not out of, that's beyond the realm of, of science that they can do with the um, scientific method. So they got wanted to get rid of all kinds, all religion and spirituality, philosophy, art, like all of that way of finding truth. Mm -hmm. They wanted to do do rid of it, and he wanted to create what he, he called a, empirical evidence. He wanted, to, he wanted to create a new Christianity. He called it where um, the scientists were the priests, basically. That's and, crazy. And so that's where that part of that article started. It started. Mm -hmm. Like in seventeen in the seventeen nineties. It's crazy that it went all the way back to the seventeen hundreds, Java. Mm -hmm. That's insane. I'm with uh, um, sociology. They didn't That's... even have computers in seventeen hundreds, Java. <laughs> <laughs> well, the technocracy part is what started there, where the scientists 
we're the leaders of the world and everybody and there was no there's no government there that's their whole plan that they unelected people the the authority on everything because they they, they run everything they distribute all the good right so auguste comte which was uh auguste. henry simone henry de saint simone's uh student his protege Comte, who's the guy who created um social uh the science of uh sociology he created the study of people and he wanted to apply the scientific method towards that someone go kill him before he's born <laughs> Time travel. and he created positive his, his whole method was called positivism that movement oh, he sounds like my kind of a guy is it is it my kind of a guy job no, it, it meant exactly like what you just read. They, they want get rid of, get rid of literature, get rid of art, get rid of everything that doesn't, and only get that truth. Like absolutism. Right. And fascism. Yep. And communism. Well, funny you say that because Marx came right after those guys, and he was influenced by those two guys. So that's Marx's tie into technocracy in like the 1850s. Does so, it not figure? Uh, doesn't it figure? Doesn't it figure? I knew there was a connection. When I discovered that, I was like, "What? Oh, okay." He he. You found Mark was Marx. influenced by um the guys who are attributed to being the founders of technocracy yep. and sociology. You you found the Marx Marxist connection to te to technocracy and to transhumanism, Java. Yeah, like literally right at the beginning of his thing. Like <laughs> that's so, what that's wait, so, so could I could I can on the C report on Monday, can I say this? Can I say uh if you would vote for Elon Musk or Peter Thiel, you would vote for uh, Karl Marx? <laughs> I mean pretty much. The, the people Wake are, up people. Anyways, God we got a four water usually for the other. Exactly. You know, we're done voting for the less of two evils. We're done with the two-party system, but we're still going to make sure our president gets in. It's hard to say that in the same breath, Job. Right, I know. <laughs> Let's get back to transhumanism, okay? Uh, I'm giving you guys a little preview of next week. <laughs> it's going to be more rhino hunting over at the Sea Report. Um, but right now we're tracking down the ones in the transhumanist party. So, um, God, we're already at one past eight. So let's do this. Um, uh, we're going into, okay, well, let, let's finish the education bit. It's actually only two more really thin, like three, uh, lined sentences. So let's do that. I didn't mean to interject and go, but no, 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 uh, actually, it was very relative. It was relative to that whole, uh, yeah. I mean, if you can go into the overtime job, I can too, but I know you work early also. I don't know if you do on Sunday. I can. But. I want to ride this one out. This is some important information. Okay, but. cool. Yeah, because I know we have a lot, you know, like, I, I usually overstuff my enchilada. Anyways, okay, so. <laughs> personal. That's, that's personal. Uh, yeah, but what is my enchilada? One might wonder. Well, you don't want to know. The United I, States. I don't, <laughs> don't want to know. The United States Transhumanist uh, Party places no reliance upon any individual, organization, or belief system 
that intentionally distorts empirically verifiable evidence, including but not limited to scientific and historical evidence, to serve its own agenda. So on that statement, Java, you would expect them to be anti-COVID anything, mm -hmm. as well as anti-woke, progressive, Democrat, Marxist, communist, because those are the ones who, historically speaking, always removed uh you know their political adversaries histories and stuff whether it was through statues or writings or whatever you know so you would expect that right so we and i'm not saying that like it's not going to be that but i'm bump you know like uh but i'm just saying because i'm going to be surprised too if it isn't <laughs> uh the united states transhumanist party places no reliance upon any position or belief system that contains arguments built upon logical fallacies with exemption granted to arguments containing both fallacious and logically defensible premises. Now, you know, they're getting way too complicated because these people are probably just very complicated people. Where'd you go, Java? <laughs> Sorry, I thought uh, they're very complicated people. I did not want that big of a close up. On they're, they're convoluted people, I guess. Convoluted. I agree with you, Java. They are very convoluted what do you think they mean by the transhumanist party will not place any reliance on a belief system that contains arguments built upon logical fallacies you think they could be talking about like jesus christ and stuff like that? that's what i'm saying that this is like a continuance of them trying to expunge any other form of of um understanding or coming towards truth that all of it they want to this is what this is scientism in its essence right here mm -hmm. that's so interesting that is so interesting like they are literally put it in their constitution or their whole their whatever you would call it for their party mm -hmm. that's their thing they are totally being that scientism right there that's that's it there's they're like literally so at least it, it shows they're following along the lines of transhumanism so far yeah, I mean, but but is that a good thing though? Like, oh, no, a horrible thing. But. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, like, there's like no rights here. You know, stripped because um, you don't know enough. You don't know how to do your multiplications high enough. You know, <laughs> <laughs> basically, I'm smarter than you are. I had a better education than you are. I've got money and you don't. So it, it, we're all the way back down to the elitists running a, a, a kingdom because God said so. But now it's because science says so. Is this exactly. the new God? Is this the new that's, God of this new, want, yeah. this new age? Is science? Because yeah. I believe in science. <laughs> science. Goodness. Okay. Interesting stuff, guys. Interesting stuff. So uh, I think, you know, you can go to, um, and let me put it on the screen one more time for you all out there who are interested in learning more about the Transhumanist Party. I mean, we could really do more of a deep dive, but that's why me and Java keep telling you, the deeper we dive, the more content creators have more stuff to talk about. So, Look what it says. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. It's the more we dig on it, the more we... <laughs> And then we have to dig. There's time. so much stuff, you know, like if I were to, when and if, because Lord knows there's a starving show out there somewhere that needs content, like go and look up all of these people and look at the businesses, look at the schools, look at the families, look at any name that's given that they're associated with and find out who they are because there's going to be a connection there somewhere to something, 
with most of these people. There's yeah, there's a connection to something. They're all, like they're all like of a wealthy class, you know? Uh, most of the transhumanists are all within a certain class, right? They're within a certain tax bracket, right? Isn't that yeah. not what we see in our political governing class because they forgot that they don't govern? So anyhow. Exactly. They, they weren't elected, but they're <laughs> stepping in and trying to shape policy. Exactly. Um, for example, Bill and Melinda Gates. This is a prime example of a technocrat. Mm -hmm. He had a technology company, unelected, is trying to trying to shape the global policy on quote unquote health. That's a, that's a technocrat right there. Mm -hmm. like he literally was a tech a technology company, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he he got his what his PhD so he could be a science scientist too as well. Or I mean, a science what is it called again? Science sign sign. What is it called, Java? <laughs> I can't say it right now. Say it for me. <laughs> Which one? The, um, scientism. Not, scientism. But how would you say that as a person who believes it? They are a scientist. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're not a Scientologist because they never, they never write, word. they never write that word because I don't think they can. It's not scientist. I am a scientistinist. How many T's did I say? I don't know. A lot. Risky Blue, thank you for gifting the cookie. Gotta support you, boys. Thank you so much. And thank you again. Love you both, says Whiskey Blue. Thank you for the, thank you for uh, tossing your dough cookies. And I don't mean D O U G H. I mean French cookies. Anyways, <laughs> okay, guys, we're gonna wrap up the. Do, uh, I want to let's look at their logo again real quick on that page. Indeed, it's let's do it. Pretty let's interesting, and the same right below it. Let's do it. See, Java has done his homework, just as Whiskey Blue said. And I, just like I got through high school, <laughs> I'm having a great time. Okay, so we should do a bit some not oh, this. Wait, it's this one, right? Yeah, yeah. We should sometimes do a whole deep dive on just this party. I think there's a few, maybe not now. Schedule a um, a live digs Java, and and it's a C report live digs. I haven't done an episode in almost a year of live digs. Maybe we can do it with this. Yeah, that'll be fun. We'll just pick at it, you know? Because it looks like there's a lot, because we only did like a couple paragraphs in that. that You're right. It will area. We'll be here till four. <laughs> I know, exactly. There's a lot of content. We'll do a deep dive on just these guys sometime. Yeah, so that's why we wanted to talk about them. You'll hear all about them and someone else's show next week. Okay, so, um, <laughs> well, you know, I talked about it last week too, but uh, anyways. Oh, yeah, there we go. Like, look at that logo. It has the infinity sign. Ah, let's see. I can because, that actually, so let's do that. There we oh, go. Because uh, uh, Just destroyed the... <laughs> ah, we're going to get it big. Okay, I wanted to get outside. There we go. Perfect. Okay, I'm seeing something that uh, they're not. Okay, so go ahead, sir. <laughs> Yeah, we as you can see, there's the infinity sign, which is uh, because that's one of the tenets of transhumanism. Is they're obsessed with immortality because they have no like no spiritual foundation, so they're they want to live forever. They want to upload their consciousness to the cloud and live around virtually in a cloud. It sounds pretty lame to me. You know, Java. But Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go, 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 go for it. Go for it. And I was gonna say right below that, right? They're obsessed with infinity and, and living forever. They want all of us to die, but they want to live forever. 
It says putting science, health, there's another keyword there, technology at the forefront of American politics. Yeah. At the forefront of With American the, politics. Yeah. So tra the transhumanism version of health, I'm guessing, which is that um, we'll get into it later if we have time, but um, that ties into uh, that new executive order that, um, that Biden signed. Yeah. We definitely should hit on that tonight. Huh. Trying to think. But, um, I was going to say, um, with that, trans, you know, let me put it back on the screen real quick. <laughs> okay. With that uh, transhumanist party uh, symbol, and then you're saying, like, it's like um, uh, they're living forever. It's the infinity symbol. You know what that reminded me of, actually? It, and I was wondering, this wasn't a transhumanist movie because it didn't have any of the other things that you were, um, like, specifically detailing in, in your comment about um, their their logo and stuff and their, um, I guess, their party phrase. I don't know how you would call that, but um, that movie, have you you've seen that movie? What was it called? It was uh, Jupiter Ascending. You know, it would make me wonder, Java, where'd you go? It would make me wonder, Java, like, okay, we're going to do a little bit woo here, but guess what? My head's glowing. So we're going to get woo woo real quick, right? We're going to, we're going to go into like, you know, things that are, and then I'm like that. Okay. I don't want to say the words. So in that, in that movie, who's seen, who's seen Jupiter Ascending? Have you seen it? It had, it had that uh, Mila Kunis in it. And uh, I think it had some other famous actor in it. I don't know. Was that okay. the reptilian one? Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, they had reptilians in it, but they yeah. it was not a reptilian movie. But you know, the thing about it is, is that the the um, underlying theme of the entire film, the entire film, was about how um, the family that's trying to capture Mila Kunis, right? And that's what it is. They have to save her and protect her from this family, right? The family that's doing it, they're in the intergalactic business of extending people's life, right? And, you know, however it is they do it, basically they kill people. They, you know, they adrenochrone them, right? In the intergalactic way. And then they uh, have this fountain of youth. And that's why the family members, they're like 400 years old, or actually they're probably much older than that. I'm, you know, probably 4,000 or more years old because uh, they talk about it anyways. And so, but it's interesting because that, you know, that's, um, that's like what we're seeing here on earth with this life extension, with this adrenochrome makes you look younger, get your penis facials, and then you have them. And what did they think about, um, you know, life and time and stuff as people who lived basically forever? And what they had to say about it was the most valuable commodity in the universe is not gold or silver or diamonds or platinum. It is time. Time, yeah. time is the most valuable commodity in the universe, and yet we here on the planet Earth have turned it into our uh, our, our slave master. <laughs> it's insane, right? Um, but yeah, so that you know. But what if what if that's something, Java? Like, what if Jupiter Ascending was trying to tell us what it being? Because that's like that's the upper echelons of like transhumanist scientists. Mm -hmm type of thinking technocracy type of thinking is like that life extension and this is in the universe in the outer space so that could that could qualify that movie as a transhumanist movie couldn't just because of the uh, philosophical undertones of their business you know <laughs> like, right 
Yep. And what they did, it's crazy, man. That's crazy. That's what I thought of when you read when you pointed that out, because I didn't see that. I mean, I saw the infinity sign, but you know, I was like transhumanist. I mean, of course they're <laughs> infinity sign. I don't know. My mind wasn't making the connection because I was thinking about elections, okay? Anyways, can we at least save our country before we talk about the transhumanist party? No, just kidding. Anyways, we have to save our country before we get rid of the political parties. Anyways, okay. Yeah. Yeah. These are the people we're world. saving our country from. We're saving our yeah. world from these exactly. transhuman psychos. Good point. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap up on the transhumanist party, but before we do, I just want to play a, I mean, it's not a quick video, but we're not going to play the whole thing. I just want you guys, I'm going to, I'm going to play a video by Zoltan Itzvan and Zoltan Itzvan was the candidate that we talked about last week who ran for president, um, against, uh, president Trump in 2020. And then he also was in the, um, uh, 2016 race as a, uh, libertarian, in 2018 was the first time he ran for the transhumanist party. Okay, so uh, just so you guys can see how they think and the kind of people, I don't know where they get these people, Java. Like, I really don't know. Like, they probably would, they probably would have some psychological questionnaire that they have people fill out. Yeah. I have to bite my tongue sometimes, Java. I'm almost out of tongue. Anyways. <laughs> Let me pull this. Let me pull this video on the screen. This is Zoltan Ichtvan. I don't. I don't know if you guys remember Zoltan Ichtvan, but uh, we talked about him last weekend, and he uh, he actually talked with you last weekend. Remember, he they made him a they made a movie out of him, Java. Like, <laughs> and I've never heard of it. You know, <laughs> that says something, don't it? Anyways, so here is Zoltan. We are not by any means going to play all thirty-one minutes of this video, okay? And the title of this video is. I know. Well, the, the, the title is Transhumanism Future Predictions with Zoltan Ichvan. Uh, apparently, they have a lot of predictions, Java. Yeah, well, apparently, they have a lot. This <laughs> is the plan. The predictions, you can, you can read that as this is their plan, their future plans. New York Times and a lot of other places. Uh, but... Uh, through, uh, I guess, uh, circumstances and, uh, and a book called The Transhumanist Wager, uh, I became a public figure in the transhumanist movement. And now I spend uh, basically all my time uh, trying to push forward this movement of science and technology. But what most people really know transhumanism for is that it's a social movement that wants to upgrade the human being uh, into cyborgs, pure data, artificial intelligence, genetic editing types of entities, whatever it is. But it, it's a radical science and technology movement that's trying to make human beings something much more than they are right now. Well, I go back and forth between which technologies I'm looking most forward to. It's got to be either AI or genetic editing, both which are total game changers. Now, genetic editing allows you literally to modify the human being into anything you want to be, you know, include like you enter the Star Wars era. We can grow a fourth arm, you can grow a tail, you can grow a brain three times your size or it's artificial intelligence, this idea that you can kind of merge your brain into a machine or upload it, and then all of a sudden you're you you know you're moving the speed of light essentially with calculations and intelligence and all these things. Now, both these technologies are already here, 
but which is going to be the one that wins out over the next 30, 40, 50 years? Which one brings upon the singularity? No one knows, but it's somewhere between those two technologies that I'm most optimistic about. Well, the big question I'm being asked by a lot of media right now is if I'm going to run in 2020, especially after what I think a lot of people consider a pretty successful 2016 run. Um, even though I was a third-party candidate, we got you know tons of media coverage, about 100 million views of the campaign. You know, I'll just try to be as honest as I can without giving away too much. We are very seriously thinking about running in 2020. When I say we are, I have a team. There's a lot more money involved this time and all these other things. So we're looking at very seriously how to make the biggest impact that we can in 2020. You'll probably hear something in the next uh, few weeks, one way or the other. But, you know, there are a lot of different um, scenarios for running and whether we can make an impact. The truth of the matter is, you know, we don't have much shot at winning the presidency this time around. But this is a 20-year haul. You know, you keep running and eventually one day you might win. It might be 20, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now. But, um, you know, you keep at it and eventually there's going to be a transhumanist presidential candidate who wins. Do I think the singularity will happen in the near future? The answer is, ooh, this is a tough one. Yes, it will. But is it going to be something that is so remarkable as we think of it in terms of, you know, all this information happening in, in just a tiny little span of time? Maybe. Will everybody else get to experience it? Maybe not. Maybe it'll only just be a few people. I mean, the singularity is this quasi-religious concept where what basically the, the thing you know people need to know is that no one can understand what the singularity is because our human brains, which are just three pounds of meat, cannot fathom it. It's this moment in time when all of history, all of knowledge exponentially grows and you might experience more in five seconds of time than all of history combined before. That's how fast. Okay. I'm pausing it there real quick, guys, because that is not my understanding of the singularity. I'm wondering where these transhumanists came up with this version of the, You know what that sounds like to me? What he just described as a singularity is what that solar event is supposed to do to us. Right. That's right. What, I, I've always heard this. the other transhumanists dis describe it as... Um, the few, the point where there's a fusion between um, artificial Art intelligence and human intelligence, or artificial intelligence surpasses human intelligence. That's the one I've heard, where mm -hmm. the artificial intelligence surpasses human and it, it truly becomes self-aware, sufficient, etc. Why? Why are they so obsessed with making that happen? Like that sounds every single know, time, every story I've ever read where that happens. They kill the Never. human. <laughs> yeah. They kill. They don't have EMP bombs yet or whatever, grenades, you know? Um, you, you know, this is what this is. This is exactly what I think of, you know, Java. This is the stuff I'm talking about, y'all. This is why I'm so paranoid and bald, okay? Like, because, <laughs> because this man is selling you guys the singularity. And to me, that is just to put energy into this idea that's going to be um, corralled into another direction, right? Which is he's talking about the, the, the flashpoint of uh, the, the solar galactic thing happening, happening. Cause that what he just said is the exact definition of that. So I feel like he's selling that. Flash. 
I feel like he's selling that to his audience or his uh, party members, you know, and they're going to corral all of that energy momentum just like they do with the Super Bowl, like uh, rituals and all that crap. When everyone's all into it, they corral all the energy into their intention, okay? And it's like they're going to crowd all this energy from the transhumanist party on the singularity being the point where humans learn more than everything they ever learned in five seconds because there was a flash from the sun, you know, and they and they become 5D effervescent human beings not realizing that ascension actually means you die. And uh, <laughs> we're going to ascend. Well, you know what? Go die then, okay? Because until I see you walk through a freaking wall, you have not ascended, Okay. No matter where your consciousness thinks you are. And you know what? Sometimes, sometimes those rays of light, they just pierce through other people's rays of light like bullets. But that's just the way it goes sometimes. Sometimes your head glows white. Anyways, <laughs> that's just crazy to me. Um, and his whole nonchalantly just talking about, oh, you can be able to have a tail if you want or a third arm if you want you just sound like my brother just you can well, we can you can be a fish it's okay mm -hmm. this is what i'm well, saying you know. I, I started saying this back in like january when we did a whole series on the other the other trans and uh i was like this that's whole <laughs> gateway up into this like if you get people to identify as whatever they want to identify as regardless yeah. of objective reality then it'd be it's that much easier oh just be a robot <laughs> it's 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 the technocratic reincarnation if you want to be a fish upload yourself to meta as a fish if you want to be a fly no just kidding if you felt like a piece of shit when you were alive no just kidding <laughs> you can be that in the metaverse yeah, here in meta landing <laughs> you can be mr hanky for christmas anyways <laughs> Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to bring the crass jokes in, but uh, okay, uh, we'll just do a few more minutes of eat. I just had to stop on that singularity point because I, I needed to confirm that I was not the only one that understood that differently. And I was like, what? Because no, singularity is always involves AI surpassing, always, hmm? surpassing human capacity of knowledge or whatever. Not like he was describing like a almost a religious experience of uh, like the spiritual awakening. You know, the, he was talking about ascension. Let's just say he was talking yeah. about ascension. He, that, I mean, the way that the people who believe in ascension d define it, like my brother. Anyways, <laughs> and, I'll, and it reminded me of um, Neo on the Matrix downloading all the information like real fast. Mm -hmm. Brain. That's kind of what he was talking about. Maybe the singularity. Learn a whole you know, in five seconds. Maybe the singularity Zoltan Eichvan is talking about is the day in 2050 something when every single American is hooked up and gets every single knowledge and piece of information downloaded into the brain, just like Neo. Maybe that's a singularity, Java. Right. Maybe that's, that's when we're laying, we're, little, yeah, we're, we're laying in our little juice tubs of, uh, of, of womb broth, right? And we're having and uh, nutrients absorbing into our skin. I can't believe how we can see that movie coming into existence now. I know. Now is our chance to stop it, ladies and gentlemen, through what? I swear, I'm going to make it so cheesy and lame, people are going to start running away from it. Through participation and self-governance. <laughs> uh, we're going to win so much. No, just kidding. 
But I know everyone who's here knows that's that's a true fact. That's how we're going to stop it. That's the only way we can stop it. That's the way that our yeah, because they're already writing executive orders on on this stuff. So yeah, and you know what? Actually, Zoltan, sorry, but we got to talk about some executive orders. Let's hit that next Java because okay. So there's this. Uh, unless you guys really want to hear about more futures predictions, but like I don't know, Java. What do you think? Uh, either way, I'm I'm good for. However long we need to go. <laughs> well, I don't know how to. Well, I know how to respond to that, but I can't think of the words. Anyway, it's a two rivers. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're Let's lost. Let's like a minute or two more of this clip. <laughs> Let's play. Okay, you want? Okay, let's do a little, little smidge, and then we'll. Okay, we'll all right. We'll keep you on. We'll keep us on the screen. Let's. <laughs> transactions the intelligence evolution and, and the growth of the microprocessor and all these things might become basically the microprocessor is on a j curve and at some point it keeps you know doubling in capacity and at some point maybe it doubles in capacity every second am i a believer in it i do believe in it but how it can unfold really the human brain can't know but uh, you know if, if if some of the uh, experts are right and we look at the trajectories Sometime between 2050 and 2070, something like that should happen where AI just literally takes off. And we don't even, as humans, we become almost like ants. We just can't even fathom uh, what's happening. Just wanted to say that was in direct conflict with his previous statement. That's all. <laughs> just saying. Why? Why would we want to do that? Why do we want to become ants? This is that movie ants where they're like, you know, we can't. You know, we are living in the movie ants, right? You realize that we are many and they are few, right? Like, exactly. <laughs> we have not realized that. I mean, they kind of realized it on January 6th, but that might have been part of the show also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. But <laughs> I am speechless. So, you know, I used to not think of time travel as realistic because, you know, a lot of people want to know if time travel can exist. But uh, recently there's been some professors that have said, look, maybe it is possible. And then you go to the Star Trek where you take this kind of like, you know, teleportation thing. And now recently they've had some successful experiments where they've taken subatomic particles, at least points of them and, and, and teleported them a little distance. If that trajectory grows and that kind of you know, research grows, it's possible we might get to a point when we could do something like that. I definitely wouldn't say no to it, but right now the physics isn't uh, broadly supporting it. But that said, you know, hey, the physics broadly didn't support a lot of things two, 300 years ago for what scientists thought they knew. Every single decade, we're discovering new things. I mean, the God particle that they discovered, you know, I guess uh, seven, eight years ago now is, is changing the way we look at modern physics. So is it possible? I would say it's probably possible. Is it um, understandable in terms of how we know it right now? Not whatsoever. But, um, you know, I, if I was a betting man, I'd say, yeah, it's probably, I'd probably bet on it. So one of the things that I have done as a transhumanist is gotten the microchip in my, uh, one of my hands, my left hand. And um, it allows me to, you know, open my front door. You can start a car. You can hold Bitcoin in it. You can do a lot of little I'll call them party tricks because I, it's nothing too fascinating. 
And you can also be identified to keep all your medical records and stuff like that in it. And, um, you know, you get it injected. It's put in through a horse syringe, just a very large syringe. I just have it here in my right hand, and it's just tiny. It's about the size of a grain of rice. Uh, you know, I used to think this technology was going to kind of take over the, the world and sense that everyone was going to get it because I love, you know, I'm a surfer and I'm a jogger, and I love not leaving the house without having to worry about keys. But unfortunately, because of, you know, just scanning iris technology or being able to scan your eyeball or even facial recognition or even thumbprint recognition now it looks like the implant might not be the technology of the future that i four or five years ago when i got my implant thought it was going to be it's probably going to be iris scanning right now is the technology that you'll be able to pay through and communicate through when you want to open an email and you need a password or open your door or your car will sense you because you just look at it and they'll sense your iris. So these are the new technologies coming, but I do have an implant and it's fun to do. And mine sends out a text message. If you A text message. If you come really close to me, mine says win in 2016, because that's, uh, I got it during the presidential campaign. So, you know, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun little thing. I think I've had enough. What about you, Java? Fun little thing. Oh, and he oh. nonchalantly mentioned about Bitcoin. Oh. This is the whole, his whole thing is like a, he was like, <laughs> you know, prepping for what they're trying to do now with the, with the um, central bank digital currency. And then he's like, oh, and you could put your health records on it too. Because that's what they were trying to do with the chip as well. They're trying to put it all together. The you know, digital currency, your medical records. They're trying to I hear all I hear all of that is rooted in the Obamacare Act. Mm -hmm. Yep. But go ahead, yep. sir. Sorry. No, that oh, like they, they flipped everything into all like we weren't even mm -hmm. thinking about this stuff then. And then they stepped it up. They, that's what they were trying to do with the whole um, uh, pass. The the Vax pass thing was another trial run of all this stuff. And then psychotic uh, Gates a year or two ago was already you know talking about injecting it into your skin and stuff. But they're trying to link. And I, and I imagine what the next thing they're going to add, they would add to it besides your medical stuff, which could get to the degree where, oh, you you can't come into work today because you didn't get your 15th booster of the week, you know? Um, if, the bureaucracy if they, of it all. Yeah, and if they put your money on in this chip, if they don't like you, your social credit scores, they can just shut off your money and you can't eat, or your code doesn't work at the at the grocery store you know it's all right you're like my wrist is broken <laughs> it's all in their little fantasy of uh total they want us to be like smart humans they want the devices in us to be like monitoring just like our electricity or stop lights you know they want they want to put that stuff in humans so they can monitor where everybody is at all times and everything and i i bet they're gonna link the um universal basic income into it and that's how they play on all the marxists because they want just free you know like want money just given given every month automatically to people so that they won't go to work or do anything productive so that and then they envision people getting a universal basic income with a digital currency 
and they're just going to sit there and use virtual reality glasses and and get a, like a nutrient a nutrient drip and you know that's like their fantasy want to stay at home and and be in this like their own little trans world yeah, trans it's not going to work. It's, totally not. it's because it's because they believe they can summon money that's worth nothing. <laughs> and then they can also steal the people's real wealth. <laughs> right. And as long as they have this fiat machine, they can get away with it. And they can just throw money at everything and everyone can have free health care and everyone can have free everything, even though no one ever produced anything to make it, to pay for it. Because right, the government exactly. subsidized it. And they, they that's they want people to be completely beholden mm-hmm. to them in every facet. That's why we're that's why we're seeing the whole housing thing happen, so they can buy up all the land, so that Klaus Schwab, you know, people will own nothing and be happy. It's because they want to they want to make people completely reliant on on their mad. That's why the the food things happening. I started thinking about this too. Um, about geoengineering and stuff. I'm gonna in a few weeks. We'll, I'll uh, have a whole presentation about that and how that links to transhumanism. But with the oh, global, we've been talking about that for a minute, right? Like the geoengineering and the 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 um, what is it called? Uh, the uh, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, the uh, Lex not not, not Lex Talianis, That's something else. Codex Elementarius. Which is also goes into biotechnology. That's part of that. The Codex has biotechnology written in it, which is a transhumanist thing. Um, yeah, that's the United Nations doing that. But uh, geoengineering, you know, besides the stuff put in our food and our water that we know about, um, mm-hmm. it's the stuff being sprayed also, mm-hmm. because they, they've been experimenting with it for a long time about being able to control. Um, the environment. I, I, I'm wondering myself if uh, the geoengineering is what's they're utilizing to try and manufacture a bunch of what they're calling climate change. Like they're manipulating things in order to cause effects so that they to, to create the outcome that that they want. Because the climate, quote unquote, climate change legislation type stuff. It's going to be super tyrannical. Like that's how they're going to get away with doing all kinds of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's for the possible, right? Exactly. It's the virtue signaling type thing. They virtue signal for compliance. But, but, but what and, you were trying to tell me is that they would perform a false flag on themselves in order to get this legislation passed. Which legislation? The um. The climate change legislation. Oh. Right. They, well, they yeah, they're, they're, by by creating all of these climate disasters, is that right, what you're right. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that um, <laughs> a lot of these big events, like a, like for example, um, the weather in certain places that mm-hmm. unprecedented and stuff. I mean, granted, the sun is doing all, the sun itself is doing all kinds of things that are affecting every every uh, planet in our solar system is being affected. Sun's doing stuff like that, but really beginning to understand it's possible that they are the technocrats are using their techniques. What you're saying is that as they spray 
these uh, chemicals or whatever it is out of the planes and they do the chemtrails for whether it's geoengineering or whatever, but it's destroying the planet to prove their uh, climate point. They're trying to, it's almost like manufacturing the climate. It's almost uh, like a <laughs> I apologize, sir. Yes, it's like a false flag. I mean, that's what I was when you the way you you eloquently stated that, and I was like, that's like a false flag. <laughs> it is. I just on a, I, on a global and, like and it's also a way. And here's the other part of it too: is that uh-huh. uh, doing that with the weather also um, is, applies on the food front because we've seen how. They're trying to cause a, a food shortage, a food famine. We've seen the, the the all the all the lists of like factories and food production facilities yeah, that have been food plants are all on fire, burning down. The <clears> poor <throat> chicken. You know how many hen ho- hen farms and hog farms have gone up? Like, <laughs> dude, they're killing chickens. Oh man, everyone was eating bacon that day. Like. <laughs> And, that uh, day we had the mama and the baby. You know, just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, we had the chicken and the egg. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, I mean, they're possibly um, using geoengineering to cause crop. Like, we're having record uh, low crop growth in the country and and stuff. Yeah. And be- yeah. be- because they've been perfect, they've been working on their whole... Um, the biotechnology field of food for a while. Mm-hmm. But like Bill Gates himself is very keen on um, promoting Farming. GMO <laughs> corn, GMO <laughs> corn and stuff. He's trying to promote all these GMO products. I think those are going to save us from the famine or whatever. And they're trying to save us from the um, supply chain problems that they created. And so mm-hmm. I just wonder, I'm like, wow, I wonder if the, Geoengineering is applied to um, climate change and the food shortage and all these things that they're trying to well, steer, steer humanity towards their geoengineering. Yeah. Sorry, I totally trumped you on that. Anyway, just oh, like no, Biden okay. I'm sure like ready. <laughs> the next thing you know, we're gonna have casual GG17 saying, excuse me, Mr. C, we need to make sure that we do not run over each other's statements. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Java, real quick. A boneless chicken, thank you for the can. A boneless chicken wanted to share these sentiments. Java, thanks for being here late on a Saturday. I'm alone for the weekend, and it is a treat. This is a treat. So have awesome. a wonderful weekend, a boneless chicken, and thanks for hanging out tonight. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams indeed. Java, you're on fire tonight, Java. Like, what the heck? <laughs> this yeah. is good stuff. Dude. I've just been thinking like, about like I've just been thinking about how it all connects together. Mm-hmm. food shortage thing and a lot of stuff because so like the sustainable development climate change stuff that they really came up with the plan they're trying to make everything happen to make all the policies and stuff fulfill the stuff they laid out at that meeting at agenda 21 and subsequently the 2030 agenda which those 17 points of the 2030 agenda are all geared towards fulfilling the vision they came up with in Rio de Janeiro. Mm-hmm. And so if you, if stuff on the planet isn't happening fast enough on its own, I, I'm like, man, well, maybe they're using, because they're, they are using, uh, 
the spraying also for the, the spraying specific elements and, and barium uh, and aluminum right mm -hmm. yeah i mean i know they found you, you know so i mean okay so what i've heard about the barium aluminum of course in addition to like um I guess over enough accumulation or however you say that and that whatever um, it would affect uh, people, you know, themselves, but overall, like, I think the things that you're seeing first was the, um, was the environment that was being affected by it. Like the trees dying, crops, not growing, etc. cetera. Um, but then there's the other theories about it, like possibly being about uh, the sun, you know, whether it is that there's two, strong sun uh, ray emissions coming in and they're uh, fielding the sky to buffer them or it's because yeah. they're doing something with our octagon shaped sun and uh, they don't want us to see what it is. You know, before 2012, it's because you could see Nibiru rising if you had the right mind to see it. I have a photo and um, it was there. You know, I was like, oh, well, that's Nibiru. I don't know how it appeared in my photo. There was nothing. <laughs> We didn't have any kind of weird aerial phenomenon that day, but it's there anyways. So, and that, you know, so that's what they used to, that's what they used to hypothesize about the, um, about the trim kale, the trim kales, about the chemtrails yeah. back, in, <laughs> back in the day, it was that, that they were trying to hide the humans from the inevitable destruction of, you know, planet X or, you know, beer or whatever coming in and flipping us on our axis, which happened anyways, but it wasn't like what they described it. What they wanted to do is they wanted to paint that event into so much fear that they would, they would try and negate whatever uh, was supposed to happen naturally or positively speaking. But well, you might as well do it by throwing a big old scary, uh, you know, boogeyman story in there about Nibiru coming with right. five planets, right? That dead brown star sun from like what 2000 something anyways anyways so there's this book i'm going i'm going to read about um geoengineering and transhumanism i don't really, I, I have it i haven't uh, read it yet but i'm curious mm -hmm. about this because i hadn't thought of it before but it's possible that some of those elements that they're spraying they may use as a as something that they can broadcast a, a signal on mm -hmm. you know uh, faster than all the like the 5Gs and all that stuff, but they're like trying to create a whole network that they can. I keep, I keep hearing people say, because, you know, we don't, I don't talk COVID-19 too much on my channel because it was all a fake fraud anyways. Right. Like, you know, but I keep hearing Java. I keep hearing in, in an un, no unspecified amount of publications or interviews phrases such as these for you people who got the vax you're now part of the system otherwise known as the borg mind and it sounds like that's exactly what you just said John. that's what i'm saying i was making those and then the graphene oxide that's uh -huh. that's in the, the shots too and 5g is the one that's clogging up the arteries right or no no that um is just the ant that's just the reaction from the body towards the spike proteins that's clogging up the bodies they think that it's a is, cut, and they, they think that spike proteins is a cut or something, and they coagulate around it. That's what's causing the clots. The graphene oxide, I think, I personally started thinking that it had to do with the with five G, and there mm -hmm. a correlation between that, mm -hmm. and because um, five G well, is I mean, it's highly conductive. The graphene oxide is what I understand. Right. What would five G? That's what I think. Did you ever, did you ever like come across like a research study or like a conversation or something? It like says that? that it makes it, it makes it multiply, like, it, like helps it like grow or something and multiply. What it, the graphene oxide would grow? 
All I can say is my tutor back in middle school laughed at me when I asked her about nanotechnology. No, so, I, but, okay. We've all seen the slide. It's definitely in there somewhere, but so we're, we're talking, uh, we're talking, okay. COVID-19 clearly a transhumanist, uh, virus, right? Because <laughs> oh, you know what? They genetically modified it in the lab. So technically it is a transhumanist virus. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> what, function, right? like, in, <laughs> and what they put in, yeah, they modified it to be what it is. Exactly. They gain a functioned it. They mm -hmm. gain a function that so that I mean ah, it's all about it's all about making the natural things unnatural right, right. and and exactly. and creating new things because we're gods right that's what that it's is, about. okay I know at the beginning of the episode and now I'm so satisfied to be able to close this circle here is that the I was saying something about the uh, the um, um the spiritual people the new ageists and this belief that they're god but the belief comes from them recognizing that we were made in his image or i mean they would they would put its image that's what they would say like they, they, we were made in its Im the image whatever his whatever i don't even want to use a noun or a pronoun anyways <laughs> i can't even say that over there anyways whatever that is <laughs> um you know like and then because we're all energy you know and energy doesn't die or expire just changes and that's your universal conscious blah blah blah, blah. um that they literally believe like uh, uh, Zoltan each that they can grow a tail because they are like God. In uh, all of the theoretics of it all, guys, we should be able to do stuff like that. But people who talk about that stuff, they're transhumanists. So, <laughs> like my yeah. brother, anyways, he's not a transhumanist, but he's like, anyway, never mind. Okay, D dude, let's get on to. <laughs> Let's get on because we've been talking about the human body and stuff. Let's talk about the executive order that Biden oh, yeah. have assigned. So uh, it, the order, if you don't mind, okay, is it cool if I, if I share the title of it uh, with the oh, yeah. um, bring on the screen? The executive order on advancing biotechnology and biomanufacturing innovation for a sustainable, safe, and secure American bioeconomy. Java. What the See, hell does that mean? Look, sustainable. There's that keyword again. Yep. They all, all right. need to sustain. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna expand that for so yeah, biotechnology and biotechnology again. Biotechnology uh -huh. and sustainable are both those words were both put together um, at Agenda Twenty One conference in the nineties, ninety three, by a whole bunch of bureaucrats. Mm-hmm. Can't stand you. Even though and this was like September 12th, mind you, that he, he signed this. This just happened. You wonder why? You wonder why Queen Elizabeth died? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what else is going on here, guys? They probably already passed the entire uh um new world uh, new with that World Health Organization uh amendment through Actually, that's supposed to happen in November, guys. Do you see how quick things are happening? Anyways. Okay, so Java, if I were to read this title, I would not think transhumanism. I would think build back better. Well, that's the, the they go hand in hand. The great build back better has to do with the great reset, which is has to do with the World Economic Forum, which is run by transhumanists. So I mean it's all like there is the connection. All it's all connected. Awesome. 
Um, so, okay, well, okay. So tell us about this Java. Do you, um, would you, would you mind reading it maybe? Or? Yeah, let's read the, um, let's go to the first okay, cool. paragraph there. Yeah, because actually I haven't even heard about let's this yet. So. Yeah, the first three paragraphs of section one are very interesting. A couple of these, a couple of the sections in this whole thing is like, eh, you know, yeah. it's pretty interesting what they have going on here. But these, this first three section one really lays it out right here. <clears throat> policy. It is the policy of my administration to coordinate a whole of government approach to advance biotechnology and biomanufacturing towards innovative solutions in health. See, that means mRNA vax. Climate change. They want to use biotechnology and climate change. See, there is a, there, that, that goes hand in hand. Energy. So that made me think of Musk. And then food security. See, because they're trying to have the bio foods. They're trying to create their own kinds of food. And then they want every, all the other food to fall apart. So that'd be their food to give us. So everything that, the, that they're saying in here, they're intending the opposite, basically. Agriculture, supply chain resilience, and national and economic security, because they always bring up national security in order to push through anything. Mm -hmm. Central to this policy and its outcomes are principles of equity, ethics, safety, and security that enable access to technologies, processes which is weird and products in a manner that benefits all americans and the global community and that maintains the united states technological leadership and economic competitiveness see they use that equity ethics and safety in there those are other keywords that's the for the build back build back better people right i hear equity i hear racism i hear racism yeah, i hear same, it's part of the same same keywords and all this. So biotechnology, this is an interesting paragraph. Biotechnology harnesses the power of biology to create new services and products which provide opportunities to grow the United States economy and workforce. By using the human vessels as their <laughs> products. And improve the quality of our life and environment. Yeah, see, that's weird. Biology to create new services. They're literally using our bodies as products. Because you know how much yeah, money they're going to make by putting chips in us? Do you know how much of that money that person who runs that chip company is going to make out of using humans as products? Exactly. That's all we are to them, guys. We are not a living, conscious being. Crazy not for them. We, they don't believe in souls or anything. The economic activity derived from biotechnology and biomanufacturing is referred to as the bioeconomy. So they're already planning and setting up this whole future economy based on this stuff. Um, and here they are bringing up COVID. The COVID-19 pandemic that these exact people created has demonstrated the vital role of biotechnology in <laughs> biomanufacturing and developing and producing life-saving diagnostics, therapeutics, and vaccines. See? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Biden's not a transhumanist, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you know what I mean? But I was like, oh, of course, this is what they believe. And they they used the they this is what they planned with this whole uh pand quote unquote pandemic in the first place. Mm-hmm. They get pushed through all this stuff. Um, although the power of these technologies is most vivid at the moment in the context of human health, yeah, right. Why do we need robots for health? Biotechnology and biomanufacturing can also be used to achieve our climate and energy goals. <clears throat> improve food security and sustainability there's sustainability again secure our supply chains that they screwed up and grow the economy all across america and you know biden's not gonna do any of that anyways right so oh and most of the things that he sets up in this um he's forcing all the heads of all these departments to do all these reports and all the stuff based on this and most of them are about 180 days from now. Some are like a year. Some are two years. Because mm-hmm, it doesn't matter it's anyway. Not, this is not like a super immediate thing. But this is like what's the ball is rolling on this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, for biotechnology and biomanufacturing to help us achieve our societal goals. See, that sounds hard. It sounds like Soros. Right. The United States needs is what they say, to invest in foundational scientific capabilities. Mm-hmm. We need, this is pretty wild. We need to develop genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology. You see that? Predictably wow. program biology. That is crazy. In the same way that in which we write software and program computers, see that's total transhumanism right there. Mm-hmm. They Unlock value life. They they consider biology the same as software and hardware. They think we're computers. This started that those terms started with cybernetics in the seventies, but now it's become we're putting it in executive orders. They want to predictably program biology, which means they want to create humans. This is this is a brave new world right here. Aldous Huxley. That reminds me of uh, that that that. I don't know what the hell she was. I guess she was a clone. I don't know from that movie. Uh, what was that movie called? Cloud Atlas. You remember? She's like from oh, yeah. to tomb. You know, like that's what that reminds me of. Like that. What what when we read that there, that's exactly what that reminded me of. Like they're gonna like, they're going to genetically engineer a whole bunch of that woman, and they're gonna be like right. they're. they're the <laughs> crazy. That's what they want. Crazy. And I'm, I'm, they want to kill. Like they want to grow their own pe- their own slaves or whatever. It's totally. They want to bring slavery back. What the hell? Anyways, uh, a, okay, un- they want to unlock the power of biological data. Uh-huh. Oh wait, we, we, sorry. Biological data, even uh-huh. they want to unlock it, and then including through computing tools and artificial intelligence. So they're trying to unlock biological data through AI and advance the science of scale up production while reducing the obstacles for commercialization and innovative, so that innovative technologies and products can reach markets faster. Which means they want to fast track vaccines and fast track, you know, genetically modified food and soil, air. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, they're just blatantly saying this stuff right in the third paragraph here. Uh-huh. They sure are. They sure are. Okay, and then it says, uh, simultaneously, we must take concrete steps to reduce biological risks associated with advances in biotechnology. See, this is the where they make us think that they're caring about our safety <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. We, need to, we need to invest in and promote there's two brand new words that they coined also, biosafety and biosecurity. Mm-hmm. Biosecurity. That sounds like a chip, a chip in the arm. To ensure that biotechnology is developed and deployed, deployed in ways that align with the United States principles and values and international best practices and not in ways that lead to accidental or deliberate harm to people, animals, or the environment. Huh. They they didn't say anything about intentional harm. Mm-hmm. They just said, oh, well, I guess it says deliberate. In addition, we must safeguard the United States bioeconomy as foreign adversaries and strategic competitors alike use legal and illegal means to acquire United States technologies and data through the World Economic Forum, pretty much, including biological data and proprietary and pre-competitive information, which threatens the United States' economic competitiveness and national security. Mm -mm. They're wanting to say that, you know, they're trying to head off all the risks, but it's because they want to, this biosafety and biosecurity, I guarantee those are some key words right there. They're going to use that, I bet, in the future. It's biosafety. Let us, you know, we want to be able to track everywhere that you go. It's for your safety and your security. National security. National security. Yep. 9-11. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> All right. So the next paragraph. Sorry. <laughs> almost done with section one, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Those, oh, dude. I need to realize. Like, look, at this, look at this audience. You know Biden didn't write all that shit. Oh, hell no. He didn't write any of this. <laughs> yeah, they never do. Uh, <laughs> well, we won't, we're not going like, to actually read all of it all of it on the air. But, um, there is some interesting stuff in it like that. Like I just especially wanted to point out those first few paragraphs of Section 1. Mm-hmm. Section 3, I believe, is when they start assigning like the um, head of the Department of Agriculture and Department of energy department of defense they they get all these people involved and then they want to put all this fun the the main thing of this is they're putting our national dollars into this they, they're, their main thing yeah, is they're fund it. and they're trying to say that they were going to create a big job market and everything mm-hmm. but they, they're not mentioned they're probably wanting to grow their own job market like literally in tanks or whatever, but um, you're gonna shut other believe that, that that they want to they openly said they want to manipulate biological data and and uh change be able to change people and change things like a computer software. It's pretty wild, it's crazy. I don't know. I mean, maybe all of the antifers of like 2016 through 18 were running on some kind of software. <laughs> Soros dollars. <laughs> yep. Um, M plus Chloe plus Blue 
does anyone know what's with all the soccer balls over there at Foxhole? Like, why does everyone's name have a soccer ball? Is that like the official check mark or something? Am I missing something here? Anyways, uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, that's um, like one of those settings spoke things. Oh, you can hit settings on <laughs> it. And soccer can... balls. What's with the soccer balls, people? Are we all Mexican now? No, just kidding. It's like a sprocket or whatever. Yeah, I, I see it now. But before that, all I saw was soccer ball until you said sprocket. Now I can see sprocket. I feel stupid. <laughs> I was like, what's with the Mexican? Like, what's with the Mexican balls? What's with the... <laughs> anyways, anyways, guys. Um, welcome to the show. And Chloe Blue, uh, she said, somehow, some way, these treasonous, traitorous, evil rats must be stopped before America and the world is destroyed. And that is exactly... Absolutely. We completely agree with that. A hundred percent. But you know, M. Chloe Blue, I know you know how they must be stopped. I know how you know... I know you know how to do it, Chloe Blue. I know you know how to do it. And I'm not going to ask the new audience member if it does, but... You have to participate in self-governance. It's the only way to do it. And you have to vote on election day. I've been saying that since I went on the air, guys. I don't. I pity the fool who votes on uh, early voting, right? <laughs> I don't if like you it. do not vote on election day, you we will no longer be friends. I will take away your princess points. Like, you, you have to vote. Talk about I can't do nothing for my government or for my country or for my community because of X, Y, or Z. You know what you could do? You could vote on election day. Participate. But say it's someone who has very limited resources. They've got a five-alarm fire family and they have two jobs. And they cannot go participate. They cannot go be a poll watcher. It's out of the question even for them to care about politics on the regular. The least that they could do is vote on election day to make everyone else who's been working their asses off to get this thing to go through securely, safely, and accurately with just a modicum of integrity. You can help them by voting on election day because they will not know how to rig the vote. I've said my piece. Amen. What's next, job? Well, um, <laughs> we can get... And to was there anything else? Time, how's everyone doing? Do we have do we have enough time to go into? Uh, you um, tell me. I'm on your time right now, so I've got enough time. But I just wonder if the audience is still still down. Weird, we're actually our audience is still popping right now, dude. We got everyone yeah. west of Texas joining us live right now here at Mr. C TV. So aloha <laughs> to all of you out there on the islands. <laughs> so. There's two aspects with the um, United Nations and the World Economic Forum, mm -hmm. which are supposed to be two separate things, mm -hmm. right? And um, I'm going to talk about how, like, what they've been doing the past few years in order to come work together. Now, mind you, the World Economic Forum is a collection of approximately 1,000 corporations big globalist type corporations a thousand of them there's a several um ai groups in there as well and stuff because they're in all, all this technology and stuff there's a bunch of banks I, I i have a 
in a moment I will go over. I wrote down a few because I look I looked up on their uh, the World Economic Forum site their partners and went through the whole the whole list. Like it's it's a lot. There's a lot. There's over a thousand. But I pulled out a bunch of the notable ones. I pulled out like just a bunch of notables. But yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> their corporate so the World Economic Forum is all about corporate their corporations, globalist corporations. And the United Nations is supposed to be involving governments, the governments from around the world. So mm-hmm. they then they work on policy that you know incorporates all the participating countries in that. And it's supposed to be that's, that's two different things. But what has been coming about is what they're terming the global public private partnership. Mm-hmm. Global public private partnership. Public being the governments, elected mm-hmm. officials, private being corporations. Oh, fascism. And, right. And here's a. Uh, Here's also that, that, a that, that fascism, right? I'm not. It's not just two in the morning, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this. They're trying to. Yeah, this. That's fascism. That is fascism. Like GDPR. literally, the definition. The global, literally, public, private corporation. Yeah, corporations and the gov- run the government and all that stuff. That's that's fascism. Some that's people, what, some people, some people say that our our government is a corporation, and corporations are the yeah. people that run the government. Yeah, I've heard that as well, but and that goes out go actually traces back to a specific group which we will be talking about after all the, our transhumanist series. But um so the United Nations part part of the thing that affected that started moving the United Nations policy making more towards a technocratic and transhumanist um let's see and into like that as as their policy was because of uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski and the Trilateral Commission. Um, so Brzezinski, um, he's actually the reason I bring him up is because he is credited as being the one who converted China into a technocratic state. Like China is a technocracy. They're like the epitome of technocracy right now and and Kissinger is the one who who helped did that he did a lot of public policy speaking and stuff so why do I they mean, call I mean, them Brzezinski, Brzezinski, huh well why do they call them communist then i mean it's all connected communist mobile because they're the ones who made up all this crap to divide us that's why yeah. i think mean, that's what i would think anyways but like the like that that stuff, the communism of, of China and whatnot and a lot of the globalism and this techno technocracy and all of that are basically ways of describing the same group. They all they all tie together. Um, so Brzezinski, Brzezinski, so in seventy three, Brzezinski and um, David Rockefeller created the trilateral commission because they wanted they what they specifically wanted to create is called the new international economic order is what they wanted new international economic order was the reason the trilateral commission was created it's um all again unelected 
technocrats, and they, a lot of them, have worked with the United Nations since then. In fact, um, and even in our own United States government has a lot of the trilateral commission in there. Like in Obama's um, president, his administration, there were eleven people yeah. from the trilateral commission. That's crazy. Trilateral commission approximately has like two hundred and fifty people or something. Like that. But um, Tim Geithner, the head of the Treasury, he he's part of tri trilateral commission. Dennis Blair, who's the DNI of Obama, Paul Volker, Volker, and then James, it? yeah, and then James Jones was part of the NSA. Anyway, uh, 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 wait, 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 don't, don't you dare pass up on James Jones. Are we talking about General James Jones? He's not the junior, right? It's, it's you're talking about General James Jones, right? Retired. Yeah. Trilateral Commission. The guy who created uh, uh, all the software that they use to rig elections, the scat hammer and scorecard, the 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 guy who runs psychological operations for the military, that James Jones. I just uh, I'm not sure. If that, I'm not sure if that's the one that. No, 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 no. Was admin, if he was but... a general, even if it was his son who's a junior, it's them. Ah. Same people, guys. The same Make people. Sense. They ran the shadow government. Well, maybe they didn't yep. run it, but they provided them software to to select their contract. All right, uh, Java, that's the last time I will interrupt you. <laughs> that's all good. Um, and Brzezinski was also President Carter's um, National Security Advisor, by the way. And so the, the Trilateral Commission, funded by Rockefeller, they were the first ones to, like, you know, lobby the um, United Nations, basically, and start pushing some of the technocratic... Um, ideals and, and they embedded them into policy um <clears throat> on the other side the klaus schwab side the world economic forum so you know um schwab's teacher was henry kissinger was schwab's teacher in school by the way oh he modeled that banana hammock for schwab <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> go ahead sir. Fact, uh, kissinger spoke at the inaugural uh address of the first world economic forum wow mm -hmm. i did not know that crazy that interesting piece of, of uh, history right there oh and you here's where the, in the 90s after the agenda 21 a few years later i believe 97 or 98 um the head of the un that kofi annan a-n-n-o-n kofi annan not to be confused with anons but or q anon yeah, not to be confused with that, Kofi, he was the head, uh, Secretary General of the United Nations at that time, and he Software. gave an address at the World Economic Forum meeting, um, beginning the dialogue about a global, public, and private partnership. So what that means is that they're having talks about getting business people involved in shaping some of the global policies for countries they've mm -hmm. they're crossing the line be um beyond being just uh you know economically interested now they're trying to push for specific policies to be shaped by the united nations and both of both in this thing called the strategic partnership 
framework is the um, thing that they they came up with together where they're laying out plans for both the United Nations and World Economic Forum to work towards completing the goals of the 2030 agenda. Wow. And they signed this strategic partnership framework. They put it all into action in 2019, <laughs> like six months before the pandemic happened. Wow. They did big is when they decided to have private corporations and the government, the governments of the world work together to create policy. They decided that right before the pandemic started. And then check this out, which you I thought... Where they have, you know where business and, and politicians had their test run, right? On the elections? What? The, the 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 corporations and the businesses and the politicians and all of that all the entire crew that ran the whole thing they had their test run on the actual elections oh. because it was it was through a whole coordination between the corporations the elected officials and also the unions that they managed to silence everyone right. in those areas from fighting back against it anyway sorry that's where they had their test run anyways i just Useless no, that knowledge, makes guy. Sense. That's like exactly. Mm -hmm. um, it's and, useless. And then here's what they do. Here's the next uh, addition to it. So you have the government agencies, you've got globalist corporations, and then they include the. Here's the key phrase to look out for because they co-opted it. <laughs> civil society. They they use. They want to. They're going under the guise of uh, involving people from the public or the community. Mm -hmm. um, it, as if they're having a dialogue with all of them together so they're like corporations, the governments and then civil society except they choose which, pe which people in this civil society are the ones to um, work with them and then the civil society folks they only get to uh, have a say on which legislation that these other people have already created they don't get have any input they just get to say put their stamp of approval on something so that they can claim that the the public, the general public had a consensus on it and agrees towards whatever they want. It's like all just a smoke and mirrors with it, with the civil society aspect, but they want to make citizens feel like they're actually having a part of it. But, but sounds can, like business as usual until they're no longer uh, in office, right? Exactly. That's crazy dude. So, and yeah. So what then I was you know looking at the whole strategic partnership framework and how it happened all went down with them working together right before the pandemic because that that was a um, real you know launch of like mission is go you know let's <laughs> let's let's do run the transhumanist gambit let's let's go all full steam with it, all this we got to do it now and so crazy you know, I was like okay so then which corporations are involved with this dialogue with um, the United Nations, and like, and I guess this also applies to because a lot of the same players are in the World Health Organization. You know, it's mm -hmm. all. Um, so here's just a few. I just wrote down a few. I'm just going to read them off real quick. Um, Go for it. I was looking at the who list. Are we guys? Who are we boycotting? Who is in the World World Economic Forum? These are the people, these are the corporations that are working all together. They're all in the same group. 
And then they're working with the United Nations to create policy. Okay, never mind. Sorry, go ahead. I apologize, Joe. Can you just say that last sentence one more time? Um, which of these globalist corporations are involved in making these policies with the countries in the United Nations? I was mm -hmm. like, okay, because all these corporations are working together. They're all in the World Economic Forum. And this is going to make sense if you look when, when I say some of these names you can, and you think about how they're working together and they're working with the United Nations. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is this made me really, uh, really concerned. All right, here we go. It says um, Amazon, of course, Apple, of course, AstraZeneca, a pharmaceutical company. Huh. They're in the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. Um Benevolent AI. I thought was I just wrote down a bunch that I thought was notable or odd. I'm like, okay, see, that's where the transhumanist part comes in. All the AI companies, Bill and Melinda Gates, are part of World Economic Forum. BlackRock is part of it. Makes sense, huh? Maybe BlackRock doesn't own the World Economic Forum. I'm just kidding. Or it doesn't. It, it, <laughs> I mean, they're not their uh, their manager. Their money manager. <laughs> they're part of their money manager. Right, okay. A Bank of China. So if all Bank of China's in there, so to me that one was like, China's huh. enemy, then. if yeah, who's the enemy if they're all together in the World Economic Forum? Because the Bank of America is right next. Wait, to wait, 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 don't American politicians go to the World Economic Forum? Yeah. Okay, I, mean, I just want to make do. sure because China goes there too, and so, uh, these people yeah. willingly participate with this entire globalist uh, regi regime, regiment, whatever you so want to call it. The whole uh, enemies and enemies and all that stuff is this uh, a surface. Is that there? These people are going in on. I shouldn't even do it. Uh, talking about Putin, and, and yet then we have, and then they're going in on China, which I'm like, you know, I'm kind of like. That's the one I'm like. Mm, they're on the same side. So exactly right, but they don't go in on the politicians who go to the World Economic Forum from the United States of America. Right. It makes no sense. Well, because people don't people don't really understand what the World Economic Forum is. And that's you, people like you and me would probably say that they are engaging with the traders in a familiar and uh, friendly way. But I mean, they are oh, traders. Oh, are, yeah, yeah, they are the traders, the people who are going over there. But you know, to All other right. people, it's like they're 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 hanging out with the traders. I mean, know, Elon Musk was buddy buddy with Klaus Schwab too. But um, buddy buddy with know, all those yeah, Bloomberg. Oh, yeah. Bloomberg is part of it. But Boeing, everyone. Wants Anyways, <laughs> Boeing is a part of it, of course. Uh -huh. Blackstone, Blackstone, not Brownstone, right? Um, okay. Chevron, Coca Cola is part of it, of course. Dell computers, so there's more Dell technology. These are the technology people. There's Dow Jones, of course, <laughs> Google, in the Go same Google. group, they're in the same group. Go Ogle. Um, Goldman Sachs, of course, the banks. Um, Euler Packard. Heinz. IBM is part of it. JP Morgan. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then Johnson & Johnson, another pharmaceutical. Uh -huh. President Trumpo. 
<laughs> you and your Johnson and Johnson. They're part Who of the world economic forum. That's two pharmaceuticals so far. <clears throat> then there's MasterCard, of course. Mm. Meta. Ah, Meta is part of it. Not real shocking, is it? Microsoft. Moderna is also part of the World Economic Forum. All right. We got the, tri the trifecta right there. Then we have Nestle, of course. New York Times. PayPal. Then we have Pfizer is also part of the World Economic Forum. Shell. Time Magazine. TikTok. Tyson Foods. Tyson's feeding you. Visa and Yahoo. Those are all the notable ones I wrote. But think about it. Like we have I already boycott all of those ones. <laughs> yeah. We have AstraZeneca, Johnson and Johnson, Moderna, and Pfizer, all four supposedly competing people in the pharmaceutical race towards what we just saw. They're all part of the World Economic Forum who are working with the United Nations to shape the policy. So you see how all the countries had to react to the to benefit the companies that are part of the World Economic Forum. And they use the same people in the economic, World Economic Forum to censor all the information that's contrary to their narrative. And they're all the and like PayPal, same thing. PayPal would monetarily censor people. They're all in the same and group. Who started PayPal? <laughs> Musk. See, it's all all part of the same thing. The people, the medias, the credit card companies, the banks, the pharmaceuticals, they're all in the World Economic Forum. And they're all the ones responsible for what we just witnessed. And they and they started acting with the United Nations. They signed the agreement six months before the pandemic started. That's my point. All these corporations involved in the pandemic. Sign the thing with the World Economic, I mean, with the United Nations to create the policies. They did it right before the thing started. Like, how in Java the just that be Java just sideswiped all of us, guys. Like, that is exactly, sir. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> you're feeling it, aren't you? I can tell you're feeling it. So. I was like, that's the, I was like, holy shit, the proof's right there and out in the open. They signed it. Like, where did you, I mean, I don't follow COVID. Like, I mean, maybe if I were, we'd have it busted wide open, just like election integrity, but you know. No, I don't follow it either, but. Where did this come from? Article, once I yeah, saw the pharmaceutical companies were in there, and then I was like, wait a minute, they're all part of the World Economic Forum? Then I just started looking at it, looking at the timing, then looking at the legislators they signed. I was like, holy shit. Then, okay, so, so they pre-planned it, right? They executed it. They caused their chaos, and then they were going to try and fix it. It got stopped, right, with that uh, IHR or WHO UN thing that they were going to do. That's supposed to happen in November on the eighth again, guys. It's happening on Election Month, guys, at the at the beginning of it. So think about that. I got to I got to write myself a reminder, you know, because then I'll forget that. We're voting gonna, on right. We're going to lose our sovereignty, sir. <laughs> and it's the same people, because guess who's part of that group, Bill? The same people that are in the World Economic Forum. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, dude. Okay, so you know, do you know what this means, ladies and gentlemen? When we have the same people, the same cast of characters popping up in multiple scenes in different movies by the same producer, it means that they are few and we are many. 
Otherwise, there'd be no, uh, you know, identical actors in different roles for their parts. Right. You know? They have like they they're they're repeating the same actors like over and over, for, and it's making it easier for us to identify. But you know, okay. so are their symbols and so are their keywords, key phrases, right? Like, <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, Java, tell me on time. Hmm. Tell me on the time. How are you doing on the time? Oh, I'm fine. Java. Um, no, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, what else do we have on the topic of the executive order and uh, everything that we were covering in that last segment, Java? Did we cover everything that was on your radar list? Yeah, for I just wanted to uh, build a connection between corporations and governments globally and how they're trying to do this all cohesive in this and what's been unfolding and that those guys are the main tenets of the main people of the World Economic Forum, the spokespeople, are self-proclaimed transhumanists. Mm -hmm. And they're involved with all these corporations and every government that's signed into the United Nations. Yeah. See? That's why it's like, I thought it was important to bring to everyone's attention is that that's the hub. That like this is the These are the people and this is what they're doing. And the roots of that are the technocracy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I told you guys, Job and I were going to tell you how transhumanism, technocracy, and scientism related exactly to real world every day. Our self-governance is being taken away from us and so are our liberties through this, you know, agenda, right? Right. I and mean, takeaways on the executive order have to do with... They mentioned health. This is they mentioned using biotechnology to, and they mentioned that they have goals in the climate world and in the health world, and they want to use biotechnology to affect health, which definitely that's the pharmaceutical companies saying that. And then yeah. they want to use that to fight the climate, to um, for national security, for um, sustainability. You know, all the, all the key words they use in the executive they order. They basically want to fast track. They also mentioned removing regulations towards the new upcoming technologies. They want to me that, that also that if you're applying that in the health field, that means they want to fast track more MRNA type stuff. Mm, yeah. And there's a whole big section of the, this executive order that goes into, um, a biological creating this biological database and they didn't specify whose data whose biological data they want to accumulate mm -hmm. but that was a big yeah if they deregulate then they'll be able to do it right which is what transhumanists want to do they want to deregulate the uh the industry so this way they can do what they want to do but the way they'll spin that is uh, just like libertarians, just like the conservatives, they don't believe in big government, and uh, they are against um, the corporate overreach in that regard, which sounds great, you know. Um, in fact, uh, I was watching this um, a round table um, by some some show. I don't I don't even know what it was called, but they had this segment that was basically like fed or not fed, right? 
and uh, the person they were examining was Peter Thiel. Okay, so at this um, glorified roundtable of unknown experts, right, whom I might add in their segment of Fed or not Fed, it looks like they were a panel of five Feds. <laughs> <laughs> they look like a they look like a panel of five Feds, like. They wanted to go down the list and see where each one of those esteemed and important but unknown people who are experts on Peter Thiel and transhumanism. I'm going to stop being so picky. Anyway, so like they wanted to know where each, what their opinions were on Peter Thiel because the hot question is now is Peter Thiel, now that it's becoming exposed because the man with the light head is talking about Peter Thiel being a transhumanist. If, Everyone already knew it. It's just no one's talking about it with a light head, guys. And so, like, with uh, people are like, now people have to ask themselves, just like with Elon Musk, right? They have to ask themselves, did I wipe my butt? You know, like, yes, he's a transhumanist. Why do you freaking trust him? Because he's right. going to vote for Trump and he's going to make you feel better about yourself being a Republican because he's a star. Not that I'm not saying that we're shallow. I'm a Republican too. I mean, I know we have a lot more depth than that, but what I am trying to say is maybe that's what the Fox operation wants us to run away with because they were sure blown up Musk and all that stuff during that time. And that's part of their operation. You know, now when it came to Peter Thiel, because, you know, now it's, it's getting blown up about him being a trans We're going to blow up everyone. Okay, I'm done. All right, I am done. Our republic is about to go under, guys. We got it saved by the grace of God four years ago. No, no, I should say by the grace of God, we were saved to see how bad this thing was going to be. And we started to right. turn it around. It was a grace, guys. Okay, and you guys still want to be Musk's friend? And you guys still want to watch Sean Hannity? And you guys still want to salute General Vallely? Well, do what you want, okay? Because all of these guys are also involved in the operations. And, you know, I, I have to keep an open mind and I have to keep an objective mind because guess what, guys? The Republican Party is my team. And that's the problem. They're my team. So I don't want to look at Peter Thiel and I don't want to look at Elon Musk. And I don't want to look at anyone in my party that I don't know is, oh, that I do not know is a rhino already and ask that question. But you know what? When you have tribal team identity syndrome like that, you will always want to be either a Democrat or Republican, even when someone tells you to your face that the reason why these political parties is documented to have been created was for deception. And that's why the founder of our nation, who was chosen to be our president and denied being called a king, said there should be no political party factions in this nation. That's why we left in England, except also because of the currency being fiat and them making debt slaves out of them that way. You know, anyway, so Peter Thiel, <laughs> Peter Thiel, guys, in this round table, in this round table, and Java, this was my kind of measuring stick for how patriots might feel about Peter Thiel, because after all, these were this was an esteemed panel of unknown experts. And uh, what did they say? So of the they, they they took four questions. One of them said that they were against Peter Thiel because they are against anyone who has money. And as a billionaire, you know. He's flying around on that Lolita Express. He didn't say the Lolita Express part, but you know, I mean, they're billionaires, right? They got money, so they can do whatever they want. 
another one who was asked said that they support Peter Thiel because everyone else does. I mean, he was like, he was like, he was like Trump's like Trump likes Thiel, uh, like Masters likes Thiel. Uh, what other person that he like? He was like all these people like Thiel. So because they like them and I like them, I'm not going to think for myself or do my own research. I'm going to like Peter Thiel too. You see what that guy is a Hannity guy, right? On this esteemed panel of feds who are uh, trying to put on a show. Uh, and then we had, it was a transhumanist show and it was within the last few days. Then we had one that said that um, he would support Thiel because of Thiel's business uh, acumen. You know, he believed in deregulation, you know, and what I'm trying to do in all this guys by breaking down their thoughts on this is give you guys some different samplings of how people compartmentalize their opinions on different individuals, you know, because we had one that was all for it because everyone was on the boat, right? We had one that was not for it because of the money. We had one that was all for it because of his business. It sounded like libertarian. It sounded conservative. It sounded like limited government, you know? So, and that's why they thought Peter Thiel would be great, you know? And then we had this, uh, the last one that was, um, uh, that he would support Thiel because, um, what does it say? He supports. I cannot read my writing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, the fourth one supported Phil because of something. Uh, what does that say? CE compose. Hmm. I don't know what I wrote. Sorry, guys. I have chicken, chicken hen scratch writing. But uh okay, so the thing, okay, so when I saw that, and it was like a two-hour video, I I, I got through the first quarter of it or so i was like these guys are stupid i was like first of all the name uh, they they coined a new phrase for um um patriots americans maga movement whatever and you know that they're gonna try this is it's most likely end up trying to be like a um what a, a, a psychological operation and i'm not gonna say the name of their new they're like they're the they're the so-and-so republicans is what they're calling themselves Okay. It, it's like, okay, basically they're calling themselves the, uh, the, the grieving Republicans, right? You know, but replace that with something violent. Okay. And uh, they're so stupid Java because they're obviously feds and they named their show after one of their key, like words of the year, like <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid. Anyways. I, I did that for a reason, guys, and uh, I'll tell you the results at a future point in time. So Peter Thiel, guys, the point, though, guys, is he is, in fact, a transhumanist. Oh, some other interesting factors about Thiel, though, is that uh, he was an unnamed anonymous major funder of Gawker. He was a major funder of Rumble, which I did not know, um, which you which I also did not know is that not only did he. Um, serve on the board of, but he was also a very early investor in Facebook Incorporated. Peter Thiel. Really? What does well, that tell you guys? What does that tell you? He, he served on the board of Facebook. He invested in it. The, the DARPA ranks with DARPA? Exactly. Exactly. But he's he's a, he's supporting Trump. So he must be good. Well, you know what? They surrounded Trump with bad guys. They surrounded Trump with bad guys and they depended on your ignorance or whatever it is to never figure it out. And we're going into 2024 
and the sharks are still in the water. And I know a lot of people are frustrated about that, but what I'm more frustrated about is all of the so-called awake Trump supporters who are not taking them to task on all of this other crap. That's just me. But with Thiel, yeah, so, because you remember guys, I said I was gonna give you some real quick follow-ups on Thiel to further, I mean, transhumanist is enough. He, he wants to, he believes he can live forever. He wants to live forever. Like Kushner, he thinks his generation will be the first generation to not die and stuff like that. Kushner said that? Kushner said that. And Bannon went after him, too, for, for all of that, too. So, yeah. And we don't really have to dip too much into Kushner tonight. But in regards to Peter Thiel and um, how I just tagged and dragged him with all of this rhinocery, guys, that's not it. Okay. Peter Thiel is also the current CEO or president of a company called Planter. And uh, Planter, I guess it's like a, um, it's some kind of um, computer uh, virus, antivirus. Where did my mouse go? Oh, it's right there. Sorry, it blended in with everything. <laughs> I need another different color mouse. Um, Planter is a P-L-A-N-T-I-R and... Um, P L A N T I R. Yeah. And here it is. Okay. So um, I have an article I'll pull. I'm not going to read it, but it's going to be here to help me with my notes. <laughs> so, like, um, this, this article I found about planters um, corporation he currently owns in 2014, Peter Thiel did an interview with Bloomberg planter. Oh, Pla Palantir. Sorry. I oh, pronounced yeah. that right. Palantir. Palantir was, Technologies. There you go. Was still a private company subsidized by the CIA with funding and gaining merit across the intelligence community. Peter Thiel sounds like, or, I'm sorry, let me pronounce it the correct way. Peter Thiel uh, sounds like a very popular guy. Right. Doesn't he? Like from the FBI to the CIA to the intelligence community, what's going on with uh, Peter Thiel to Facebook? <laughs> that, that takes you to DARPA, right? Yeah, it looks like Palantir's original clients were federal agencies. Huh. Yep. Yep. Uh, where was that? The next sentence, right? Or no? Uh, the government did not have, or did I, where'd you read that? <laughs> oh, you're, you're on your screen. My bad. Okay. So. You can tell me, Java. It's okay. I'm multitasking. <laughs> it's all good, dude. You're like, Palantir. I was like, ooh, I want to see what that is. I, I know. I mean, that. I was like, what is this? So, yeah, Palantir. The thing that struck out the most to me, I mean, it is a, a tech company, and it has to do with uh, counterterrorism spy, I guess, kind of stuff. Uh, fill in, by all means, if you if you come across specifics, Java. Um but it was the whole fact that he was being subsidized by the CIA. You know, he was basically he's being paid, okay, by the CIA to do whatever work Palantir wow. is doing. You know, that's what subsidy wow. is. It's government payment, you know. So what is up with Peter Thiel, guys? You know, oh, this guy who supports, like, you know, he is gay, by the way, because the guys on the panel, because they were all straight feds, couldn't, you know, you know that they were all feds because they were pussyfooting around the homosexuality gay thing. Like, you can't say gay. Oh, really, feds? You can't say gay, but you're a constitution restoring, republic restoring American who doesn't believe in uh, the incorrectly, the in politically correct uh, stuff. Anyways, okay. So Peter Thiel, guys. 
he is gay. So they were like, oh, is he gay? He's not gay. He's gay. He's not gay. Yeah, he's gay. Okay, he's gay. Is he is he politically gay because he's a conservative? Maybe not. But he is physically gay. Okay, like he's happy, you know. And um, the other thing along with that was to. Um, oh, well, this is my thing. Blake Masters. <laughs> How'd you get that money from Theo, Blake Masters? I want to know. <laughs> but I, you know, I just got to say, and I, you know, I've said it several times before. I never trusted Blake Masters from the minute I saw his first promo ad. The minute I saw Carrie Lake's first promo ad and I aired it when it came out on Foxhole back in May of last year. I knew she was a winner. I'm not saying I know how to pick winners. I just felt a vibe about her. I didn't know it was going to get this big. I didn't think the nation was going to get lit on fire with Carrie Lake. I did not. I thought Arizona would love her. And I'm going to talk about her. You know, Blake Masters, no, no. I don't know why. I don't know anything about him. I don't have anything on him. I can't give you any sauce, juice, whatever. I just do something doesn't sit right. And knowing that to Peter Thiel, who one of those uh, one of those feds said, well, uh, Blake Master supports Peter Thiel. So I support Peter Thiel because I don't have a mind of my own, you know, <laughs> anyway. So like, <laughs> so like uh, but Peter Thiel, Thiel is uh, funding Blake Masters and he funded other. Um, oh, that's what that's what the fifth one said. He said, I will support Peter Thiel because I'm seeing the candidates that he is funding. Okay. Because he also doesn't have a mind of his own, okay? So like, he can't go and look to see that this man has worked closely with the CIA, the FBI, and every, it sound, I mean, it sounds like almost every intelligence agency underneath and, the roof of the federal government. Right, and, and like the analytical, uh, like cyber technological side of it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I'm, that makes me really- they're still on, like they're still going, you know? it's still it's still around it makes me want it really makes me think that he definitely had to have worked with darpa then mm -hmm. he was like involved with all the other ones with that because that that ties into the into the genesis of facebook right with lifelog i wonder if he was involved with lifelog that would be fast that would make a lot of sense but <laughs> lifelog i didn't even know about lifelog did you know about it back then or was that like Something I've known about it for several years, but I had no idea. Even now, you surprised me. <laughs> Life log. Um, I mean, it, it it ended on the exact same day that Facebook started, and it's basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. the, so, ladies and gentlemen, transhumanism clearly impacts our political, our social, everyday life. Okay. It's it's tough because you have a multi-billionaire, and that's what the, that's what that's what moves mountains is the money, right? Multi-billionaire who's supporting President Trump, who's supporting Make America Great Again candidates, who's supporting America First candidates. You know, where do we find our happy medium, or where do we reach our resolve in the fact that this man is a transhumanist and that? Even though you might not be hearing a lot about his views on transhumanism and the work you see him doing right now today in the present time, when you consider his past and we don't know yet what the future will hold, you know, to me, 
that rap sheet was long enough. <laughs> Dude, just what you were reading right there, plus the fact I'm that having... he... oh, go go go. Sorry, I'm just... like plus the fact that he's a transhumanist. I, my it rings off so many alarms in me right mm-hmm. when I hear that, and I'm just like, mm. and considering who all he has worked with and is still working with, that I'm high. That makes him highly suspect to me. And it also makes his candidates, except for Trump, suspect. It makes me just look at all of it. It makes me look at all of it. I've been in that spot for a minute, Java. Is the objectional overview, you know? I mean, when I say a minute, I mean within within recent time, because it's just, it's getting to the point it's it's out of control but we must find our calm within the storm so yeah we must find our calm within the storm because i know at the end of the day political parties whether they're transhumanist or democrats are not going to make it out but we are the human race we are going to make it out okay so we have to find our calm in that storm because yep. <laughs> let me tell you what guys it gets crazy sometimes. Java, do we have anything else to talk about tonight? Nope. 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 We covered. We covered. I think that, okay, we did an hour over time. I think that did, that was good, right? That was good. So um, awesomeness. All right. Well, we'll do another. Are we doing another transhumanist next week? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Because you know, guys, there's more digging to be done. So. No much more. We're just, yeah. we've, we've gone pretty far into a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I thought this yeah. was really important about um, just pointing out the corporations and all that stuff that were involved because we had, hadn't really touched on that. And yeah, they're shaping policy. They are shaping like even, even our policy here. Mm-hmm. Like the whole woke stuff with the corporations was all about transhumanism. And you thought it was about race and you thought it was about gender equality. And you thought it was about saving the life of some kid who thinks they're Wonder Woman, but they have the Batman penis when they were born. You know, <laughs> it was about transhumanism the whole time. Yep. yep. And if I mean, you like, about- like Coca-Cola, for example, like you're saying, Coca-Cola was, uh, we all saw that woke stuff come out and they're part of the World Economic Forum. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All the information is there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you listening? That does it for tonight's edition of See in the Dark, ladies and gentlemen. That was an excellent episode. You guys have a great night. Real quick, uh, Twitch, Trovo, DLive, Foxhole, Rumble, Odyssey. You guys have a great night. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you're catching See in the Dark for the first time or Mr. CTV for the first time uh, and you like what you saw today, please hit the subscribe or follow button. Give us a week or two. Uh, see, Mr. CTV, we do like six days a week on this channel, okay? We've got a few shows that comes out and uh, sometimes some extra special editions. So uh, check it out. Subscribe. If you like it, hang around. If you don't, uh, forget to not unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Plofisk over in Twitch, still hanging out, says, um, yeah, <laughs> says that uh, thanks. It was informational to listen to. Thanks for being part of the audience. Sea Dragon and uh, the Speak Uneasy, a boneless chicken. 
Unchained zero one. I'm just gonna go real quick up the line here. Casual GG seventeen. Tawanda, whiskey blue M plus Clo plus blue. That's all of you and Mr. Spock. Thank you for the cookie, and thank you all for the rest of your gold pill donations and for being here tonight, guys, uh, and uh, for hanging out this late in the dark or this early wherever you are west of us here in Texas. We're done. Mr. Java, before we go real quick, would you like to plug four minutes and 20 seconds and uh, any, anything else that might be coming up? On oh, this yes, so, um, yes, both. If uh, you happen to need a bit of comedy during your week, during your day, um, you could tune into four minutes and 20 seconds. Is the name of the podcast that I do. I do some fake interviews. I have a bunch of characters. It's a it's a good time. Talk about a bunch of random stuff. It's real lighthearted. It and was funny as hell if you guys didn't see the pilot. <laughs> oh, wait, no, wait. Sorry, that was a show, my bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then I'm also doing a show that I started on, actually on this channel. <laughs> um, on this channel, Mr. CTV, he has graciously allowed me to do a pilot episode of my new show uh, called The Pressure Valve. Which also is a, a decompression from all the stuff that we're absorbing and and discovering all, every day during this whole battle that we're we're <laughs> deeply entrenched in. And uh, sometimes we need to come up for some some air and just kind of like relax. Do you, do, you know how, do, you, do you know how many times my blood pressure went up this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So that's the whole point of the pressure valve. Um, we do some show, some comedy, we some music. We just have a good time and have some fun. It was a blast. I had a lot of fun. So we're gonna do it again this uh, Thursday night, I do believe, and towards the midnight hour Central Time. So yes. just look out for that. The pressure valve. Those two things. Pressure. Four minutes and twenty seconds podcast. You can find on any streaming service. Um, Podbean is a good one, and then Pressure Valve right here on Mr. CTV. Awesome, awesome, cool, Java, excellent work, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys have a great night. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Mr. CTV is off the air, right? As far as I know, uh, and we'll be back on the air Monday at 3 p.m. with Lone Star News, Texas current news and events, and uh, also the Sea Report. America First News and Headlines, curated by myself, your host, Mr. C. That'll wrap it up for this edition of C in the Dark, guys. You guys have a beautiful night. Take care and sleep well. We'll see you next time. Blessings. See you soon. Let's talk about Georgia. Uh, President Trump truthed about this earlier. Ballot images missing, right? Drop boxes with no video. And Disney's like, well, we don't care about that. We're gonna die on this hill.
We're gonna be gay and we're gonna rape our children no matter what you say because we are Disney. Uh, we don't normally run Sea in the Dark uh, during the week. Uh, for those of you who are wondering what the heck is this bald band talking about, uh, you know, multiple broadcasts and shows come here on Mr. CTV channel. Uh, so you got your Sea Report Monday through Friday in the evening hours, right? And uh, we do Sea in the Dark, which is a late night weekend talk show kind of, you know, broadcast right so guys watch out we got a swamp creature coming to the screen so look out now look out now <laughs> oh no it's wretched gretchen whitmer <laughs>